Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. You should. Hey everybody, it's me, Greg, and guess what? I am up for most entertaining online personality at the South by Southwest Gaming Awards, and it would mean the world to me if you went and voted for me. Of course, every time we win one of these things, it's a win for Kind of Funny, and it's a win for you because we get to go there and be like, hey, people who've never heard of us, guess what? People like us, and everybody goes, who are you? And they go, maybe I want to be a best friend, or they're jerks, and they say, we'll stay away for everybody. So if you go to kindoffunny.com, S-X-S-W, and vote Greg Miller for most entertaining online personality, I would take it as a personal favor that I will never, ever be able to repay you for. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Colin, if you rub that thing any harder, you're not getting into heaven. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever find your eyeglass cleaner? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, you told me when I asked if Colin had any. Well, I yeah. asked you first, do you have any? You said yeah. no. But Colin for sure has some. Yeah. And I said, do you know where it is? And you said, no. Feel free to go root through his room. I did. <laughs> to which I responded, if Colin catches me rooting through his room. <laughs> You're not going to really he, find anything right now. Colin won't. was in the shower. Can you just come out? He's like, at the top. I was like, what the hell are you doing in here? He would, he would, but that's the thing. is like, Colin's one of those guys that... If you betray his trust just once, yeah. you're never getting back into that tree. Sure, it's I'm true. never getting back into the tree of trust. And, I, and trust. I cherish the tree of trust. You do. I like being in that circle tree. That's in a, There's a circle with a tree in it, yeah. and I'm in the tree of trust right now. You guys are all out of it. Yeah. Kevin has never been in it. Kevin doesn't even understand. Kevin, never Kevin doesn't even understand. Kevin no. can't even see the tree. Through the forest. No, the forest. no he's it. on the other side of the I'm gate. The desert. There's no tree you're like Zakia. Do you remember Zakia? The tax man. Colin, back me up. What the fuck Zakia. is happening? A wee little man. I'm sorry, I'm not listening. A wee little man was he. <laughs> what the fuck are you, you talking about? Zakia? <laughs> it's we're, too early. We're, we're, fil- we're filming later in the day. Play. I'm sorry that <laughs> I'm back <laughs> on the show. We don't film this late normally. It was been oh a long day. Oh my god. Did you say Selena Gomez? Was she involved in this? Oh, what the fuck? I'm gonna find you the Zakia song. Yeah, let's do it afterward. No, we're doing it. Don't <laughs> worry, we're no, doing it. Over right. here at the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be back. I forgot I even did this show. It's been so long. How many? How many have you missed? I missed two okay. in a row. Matt Scarpino was just so amazing last week. He was. He was a great guest. And over there, the pure one, Tim Gettys. Let him host. And I am hosting now. How fucking exciting is that? Final Fantasy 15 uncovered. Oh right, we yeah. can now talk about it. Yeah, we have talked. You, yeah, doing stuff. We're gonna announce the true. release date right now. Mm-hmm. March 30th is the date that the release date will be announced, and it's going to be fun. I'm yeah. very excited. That's, that was fun. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about that in any shows, really. We talked about it in Conor Live, I guess, but yeah, mm. Tim and I hosting Final Fantasy Uncovered. He's a huge fan. I know nothing about Final Fantasy. Let's see what happens. Can I ask you uh, just a layman's question? Sure. Oh, God. What psychotropic drug are you fucking feeding the people over at Square that they keep letting you guys do this shit? They like us a lot. We're good hosts, but this one that made sense because like, it was funny. 
when the they've li- met Colin, right? Well, yeah, that's why Colin doesn't work with them. Okay. Ever. That when uh, <laughs> when we were doing the uh, when the when the presentation was going on over in, from Japan, it was mm-hmm. taped, obviously. I was waiting for them to get to the end to announce the March 30th event or whatever, and it happened. And then Square put up the graphic, put out the press release that announced us, and I had Gaff open and I had Reddit open, and I went through. And as soon as the first person who popped up, he was like. Tim makes sense, but why is Greg there? And I was like, hey, that's exactly what I said to Square when they reached out to us. And they said, no, we understand that. And that's why we want you guys, because you're good hosts, number one. But number two, Tim's the big fan. Greg respects the franchise, but doesn't know anything about it. And this game is aimed at both of you. Like we're, we're we know we have Tim's money. We want to get Greg's as well. People they like do. that makes sense. It's yeah. true. And that was when they I'm, sold me, because I was like very much like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. See, I was most excited. You had Reddit and Gaff open. I had Final Fantasy's Twitter and Square's Twitter. And then they retweeted me and liked my tweet, and I felt so fucking yeah, what, yeah, happy. You've been, you've that been, was the moment where I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I screenshotted that. It's of funny because, like, you know, I've hosted a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We've worked Square before. And so this very much for me was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be cool when we do this event or whatever. It's going to you know, come around. Da, da, and the announcement, oh, right, the announcement's happening now. I was getting ready to go out to dinner with Colin. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen, whatever. And then it was like the reaction of everyone. I was like, oh, right, this is a bigger deal than I was giving it credit for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. isn't just like a panel or something. This is a live conference thing in the shrine auditorium which right. is where they normally do like big e3 press conferences and stuff ea does theirs there right i think I it's ea it was, i thought it was sony but i could be wrong what is sony oh no shrine's done yeah sony's done shrine before yeah okay well i remember i think shrine's an awesome awesome a huge, lot of people yeah, have used it. it's awesome huge thing with like three thousand people there's gonna be three thousand people there that's yeah, yeah. crazy hell yeah they're all gonna be Tim i Getty's love fans. being an asshole on stage in front of people three thousand of them never done that much i'll be back in a second can i put in a request well, poop-poop? Colin Moriarty's return <laughs> was short-lived at the Game Over Greggy show. Side note, when's the last time Colin wore real pants? I don't know. It's getting disturbing. Because <laughs> for a while it was, can they see my legs beneath the table? Right. And if the answer was no, then it was the sweatpants. Yeah, was the bed, I'm right. sorry. No, that's right. Yeah. And if it was, it was yes, he'd go put on jeans. And now it's just fucking over. He doesn't care. I appreciate that. I respect that. Sorry. What the fuck happened to the Resistance 3 uh, frame? It looks like a cat mauled it. It's been that's been like a, big, for a while. like a big cat, like a big cat. <laughs> I think the other one has uh... been chipping away at it. Yeah. Oh, like the things on the back that oh, will hang oh, it up. Oh. We'll we'll get you. Guys Velcro now. did that. Well, it's, it's is it titanium it's, Velcro? It's the toughest Velcro they sell. Is it diamond tipped Velcro? Yeah. Hmm. It actually costs about thirty thousand dollars a strip. It's wild. Oh also, you should. Velcro, if you think that's you, bad. You should see the frame behind it. Let me it's tell you a story. Like, I'm gonna tell you a story about Velcro. Please do. Uh. I used to think Velcro was like this ingenious thing, it right? Is. And it, it is. is. But then I realized, I think the space, pro- I think it's actually the NASA made Velcro. I could be wrong about that. And, uh, <laughs> but then I, when I learned that it was just hooks with like a and bunch lo- of like loops. wires that yeah. would, that every time you rip the Velcro off, it destroys the hooks. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, the, I'm like, that's not as smart as I thought it was. <laughs> I'm you know? far less impressed now. Like it, it could only be used a finite amount of time. Who amongst us hasn't had Velcro, Velcro wear, wear out. out. Yeah. So, I'm not sure that I fuck have. Velcro and really? fuck NASA. Is what it, I'm it saying. It does. It wears what, out. What have you had it wear out on? Uh, my North Face jacket. It had mm. little Velcro ties here, and so it wouldn't let the wind go through. And and like it was a particularly cold season, so it always like went some shit. And you're particular about that shit. And, but eventually, what happened was you had to go farther and farther to get it to catch because it would use. You need to use the part that hasn't been used as much. And so eventually, my hands were turning purple because I was like trying to get the mm. last little bit of Velcro. <laughs> and my wife just did the thing that all good wives should do, where she just kind of was like, "Honey." Let, it, Let go. it go. Indiana. Let it go. Your wife, Sean Connery. She is Sean Connery. My wife is Sean <laughs> Connery. Let me Sir teach you a little Connery. thing about Jesus and Zacchaeus. I wish you wouldn't. Are you saying...
Oh, this is some religious shit. Oh, yeah. I don't remember this one. Take notes on this shit for the documentary. I didn't go to Catholic school early enough to have this being played. What is, what's going along with this? Is it just Can the song? Can you stop or is there now visual? and just explain what it is? Because I can't take it anymore. So, it goes this way. There was once a, a wee little collector man. named Zacchaeus. Mm. And the Lord Jesus Christ came to town. And he was walking through. And everybody, you know, was crowding the streets to see Jesus. But Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't see the Lord Jesus Christ. So he climbed way up in a sycamore tree. Mm-hmm. For the Lord to see. I've been there. And then I think Jesus You're just see- repeating the lyrics. <laughs> That's the story. It's but best wh- told in song. But why is that a story? Who gives a shit? Because it, <laughs> it, <laughs> what's the fucking parable here? <laughs> I believe, I believe without having to watch, I'd like to brush up on the video, but it all, I mean, I'm remembering the important thing that Zacchaeus was small. <laughs> all right, wait, 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 wait. This has, all right, so you look for it and it brought up Luke 19.4. Yeah. So that must be, so that must be. Oh, they didn't, they didn't like invent him. This is I'm an expanded that, universe asking, Jesus I'm, stuff. I'm this not, is real. But I'm asking what, <laughs> so I'm asking what the context is and it's in, it's in the fucking gospels. That's all I was trying to wonder. So it's, Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zac- Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for today. I must stay at your house. <laughs> now there's more. What, what is Zacchaeus what are you talking about? Just... Zacchaeus run a fucking Airbnb? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. All right. So 195. All right. So then, so he ran on ahead and climbed up and wait. Okay, so he ran on ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree in order to see him for you. Okay, here. When Jesus came to his, the place of the must house, and he hurried and came down and received him gladly. This is such a weird way to read this. It is. That's why I was confused. Okay. Does anybody ever print the Bible? Can't and he get... hurried and came down. And... When he saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Yeah. Now we're getting... Zacchaeus okay. is a tax collector. Right. Nobody likes the tax collector back in those times. It's much different than now. Nobody liked the tax collector back then. So when Zacchaeus came around and rapped on your door, people were like, ah, this little shit's here for my gold and bread or whatever we use as currency Zacchaeus, in this time period. Luke 19.8 says... I don't think they use bread as currency. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Zacchaeus... No, and Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house... Because he too is a son of Abraham. Can they just get to the fucking point? The song would have been done by now and you would have totally known everything. We got some weird tangents on the show, but I don't even understand the source of this. There was the Tree of Trust. Is that where this yeah. came yeah, from? Yeah, no, what it was. Okay. No, what it was. That's, that gets even better. Because, we, yeah, it was from the t- Tree of Trust. And then we said that Kevin isn't in the tree. And I said, yeah, he's so far out of the side of the gates, he can't see it. Which made me think of a little Kevin in rags like Zacchaeus. <laughs> Unable to see There's the a- very sycamore tree. I don't remember that. little hands were supposed to climb. No, I went to Catholic school when I was older. And I don't remember ever hearing about Zacchaeus. But why is, why is the Gospel of Luke written like a, a fucking Railroad Martin novel? Because Just get... To the point. How much have you seen the size of the New Testament? The more complex it is, the harder it is to understand, the more people think it's really smart. Does that make sense? I guess. The only clever New Testament book in my mind, Revelation. A lot of imagination. Dark as fucking hell. Which one's the one with oh, the four horsemen so of the apocalypse? Good. That's a revelation. That's the one I like. Because it's about based the on end that of the world. Series with <laughs> exactly. It's, I thought it was based on the WCW stable four horsemen. That's possible. Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! If you didn't know, ladies Woo! and gentlemen, you're watching the Game Over Greggy show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you guys were so generous in the month of January. You, round of applause, got... 
kind of funny the animated series to 12 episodes a full season an animated intro right yes. song is that animated it? intro and video gotcha. not just the song but a badass video intro okay. as well that sure. Tim and I are going to strategize on we're probably going to talk to you guys a little off air you can just leave you and just see do it. which which kind of you what know what, what I'm going to authorize you to just do whatever you need to do oh no that's going to happen I'm just saying <laughs> we got to I want to pull from your guys' childhood and figure out what what's your favorite sort of like childhood intro, and we're gonna ape that. GI Joe the movie. I knew it was gonna be that for you, which really is something fucking special. Silk stockings. Silk. You're out, you're out of this equation. You I told you the story about how my grandfather's neighbor when I was a kid liked silk stockings. We used to call it silk stockings, and it used to drive my fucking grandfather mad. I and didn't I, know this. It's silk stockings like they said i don't know why i always think i could what did he say he would say six silk stockings instead of stockings oh, uh, okay 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 and i just that's what i always you're think about the same my, word, you guys right? are too young no, you don't remember you, just made up bullshit. you don't remember silk the usa hit show s-t-a-l-k-i-n-g-s like someone's being stalked yeah that's not stalking that's stabbing that's what happens at the end of stalking right they just stab i've been doing it wrong Anyway, that's my only memory of that show. You also, when you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and toss us a few bucks, get every episode early. Or if you have no bucks to toss, head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where you can get every episode broken up topic by topic, day by day, until the entire show posts one big video and MP3 on the following Friday. Timothy. Yes. What's your topic? I want to talk about the Fine Bros. They're a YouTube channel. You might have heard of them. They make this show called Reacts. Yes. Yep. They have a bunch of different, there's kids reacts, there's teens reacts, there's seniors reacts, there's YouTubers reacts, there's celebrities reacts. Are there poor A whole bunch reacts? of reacts. Enough! No. There's a lot of reacts, right? <laughs> They're very popular. They've been doing the channel for a long, 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 long time. You guys might have heard that recently they launched React World, right. which is a, a way for them to license other people to be able to use their format sure. of React content. And it did not go well. No, at all. the no, internet got no. very upset. It Reddit got involved. Instantly went to the top of Reddit, and Reddit was just fucking hating on him, making fun of the video. And then everyone made parody videos, including Mega Sixty Four, which was hilarious. And um, a whole bunch of other people went hard on this, and they hated and hated and hated, like the internet does. Yeah. And that caused the Fine Bros to totally can the program and rescind all of their applications rights, for or not only copyright rights. All their applications to copyright um, mm-hmm. the word reacts in the terms of whatever it is. I kind of want to get you guys' opinion on this, and I don't know how, how much you all know about the whole thing, but there, it kind of came in waves. And I definitely have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you have to say first. I think that there was that the, 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 the first wave of feedback was mostly led by fear. And I think that, that if you. I don't know the Fine Brothers very well. I've only met them a handful of times, and I think that's and even in that it was like in passing after panels, like me just shaking their hands. Uh, we know some people that work for the Fine Bros. They're not bad people from what I can, um, you know, infer. But I think a lot of the feedback came from a. This is a brand new thing. B. Some of the messaging was a little off point um, to the point where I think there was some some stuff misconstrued in the messaging that really got people like put people on that knee jerk reaction of this is terrible. They're going to start stalking people for anyone that does a reacts video is going to get like, they're going to come down on them with a holy hammer. And I just don't, I don't think that was their intent. Mm-hmm. Now I think it, it did come off that way to a degree, but again, I don't think that was their intent to do that. Um, and I think it's actually kind of sad that they had to pull the program simply because their messaging was a little off. But when you do start breaking it down piece by piece, they could have phrased things slightly better, and I think they probably realized that at this point. Yeah, they were a little too general with, you know, that right. don't support other people's context, content content who do reacts. But they were saying, like, because there's people, like, kind of funny reacts 
isn't at all ripping off Fine Bros Reacts products, right? Mm-hmm. But there are people who do do literally camera pointed at somebody. I mean, they're, off they're camera, talk, like, they specifically called out BuzzFeed and Ellen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Ellen's was a little bit different. It was her sitting around a table with a bunch of kids. Can I time out? Yeah. Internet historian. Was that, did they call, I'm not, yeah, that's a technical. Oh, I'm not sorry. giving, not giving Kevin a technical oh. yet. Did they okay. did they call him out this time? Or are you talking about in the past? This was in the past. Yeah, I was gonna say I, to be clear a, to somebody who we're bringing up to speed right now. Total total past thing in the past. Ellen made uh, one of her segments on a show was her showing kids technology that they probably wouldn't know, like VCRs, not, not exactly VCRs, but stuff like that. Where it's like, here's some old stuff. What is this? And they just kind of react to it, which is one of the Fine Bros products. You know, <laughs> yeah. like completely kids reacts. I don't think it was dildos, correct? And um, they they reacted. To that by going on Ellen's Facebook page on their they shared the video on their page and were like hey fans of this stuff this isn't okay like we're not saying that they stole this from us but they should at least know that we do it go on their page and post kids reacts videos let them know about that and they admitted that probably wasn't the best tactic to do because they've admitted that now yes Yes, yes, yes. I I think I think the timeline is all I'm just trying to clarify the the timeline for everyone might need the whiteboard soon Kevin but the the problem I have with that though, in that in that kind of dealing, is that that is just the way the world works, unfortunately. And they even said in this video they were like, you know, if you want you, we don't want to be mainstream. We want to be more YouTube, which and in the spirit of YouTube. But that is the spirit of YouTube. The spirit of YouTube is watching what other people do and iterating on it. That is just the nature of the beast. That is how media has always been. That is how media always will be. And the problem is, you can't really go after people like that legally. All you can do is basically threaten. And use whatever means like if you if you pull, pull that to a court, you probably lose. And they know that. But they're big enough at this point to probably mobilize well, their audience to go after people who I are mean, actually aping their format. The, the thing there, though, is they were putting in the application for the copyright, which would mean they probably wouldn't lose. Mm-mm. I don't think you can get a copyright on that, though, because they, they, the thing is, this, they were. I don't know that you can do they, that. Though. They had it. They got so, a copyright so, based on, on. So that's the thing. They, they had, I don't know if you can copyright they, that. So they, they, you can copyright. So for here's the deal, though. But I really feel like people like. To me, it's the exact same thing as saying, like, look, you've got a show where I stand next to with something and talk about the news to you, right? Mm-hmm. That is a format that I that we did at IGN. But guess what? Everyone did that format. And Phil if we decided to infinity. sue other people for that, it would not hold up in court. And that is just the way it goes. Yes. Because you can copyright, yes, and, I, and, and we've gone into that, like, where I came at you and I was like, you can't copyright a format. And you're like, by definition, a format is the culmination of all the things of a show. So in that regard, that makes sense. And I think that's... That is the crux of where people had that guttural reaction to it, myself included. Well, the biggest, the bigger issue is the fact that their format is titled something that is so general. That is like a the problem fact too. that kids react is what they were were trying to get the the copyright for. And sorry to go back for a second. So they did get the copyright for reacts. The the word the term reacts in um, relation to videos where you're showing people things and you're interviewing them about what they think about the thing. That's the trademark that they were getting. Now. Again, trademarks one of those things. I read this really fascinating article by Hank Green kind of talking about all this, about how no one knows how trademarks and copyrights work. <laughs> Nobody. Like, even the people that understand it don't understand it because it doesn't mean anything until legal matters are brought into it. And right, at that point, challenged. then it's challenged, and then it's this whole thing where it's a case-by-case basis. So there isn't really rules to it all. But the idea with, with what they're doing is if they copyright it, there's something like a 30-day period where if they had waited 30 days after they had filed the thing, they would have had it, and it would have been theirs. But because they um, put it out there to the public and there was such a negative reaction, the public has 30 days to come in and challenge it so that they can't get the the copyright on it. So had they been had they waited just a little bit longer to put React World out there, they would have had the copyright 
to react videos. And if you had the, the words kids react in your title, that would be a problem. If you had the words um, teens react, that would be an issue because would they kind own of funny that. reacts been a problem. No, okay. because they don't own kind of funny too. reacts. Now the problem. If you want to though, fine bros, hit us up. <laughs> the biggest issue I think, and the reason that their messaging was so like was off to people, is the fact that they were talking business to people that don't understand business. Right, that's the problem. And they needed to, and they, so what, they understand this, but what they should have done, and it's always hard to to you know say this to somebody when like they, they'd be heartbroken over how you know they've been putting months and months, if not years, of work into this React sure. World idea and trying to make it happen and putting it out there, and they weren't being assholes when they were like, oh, this is going to change everything. They genuinely meant that, and they wanted that to be a good thing, but they put it out there in a way of, this is how the business is going to work, and the people mm-hmm. didn't, they don't understand that stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, my my first reaction was you can't, like, the, it was it really is just the word format, right? If they'd have left that word out completely and said, we're going to license our brand to you, you can do you can do videos under the brand of Reacts, mm-hmm. which is a brand, an established brand. It's something that to me in my world and my knowledge of business, if you just tell me that, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, that's like doing that's like doing a product under Nike's line, right? Goes without saying that I'm not gonna call anything, any apparel item we ever do Nike. That just would be fucking ridiculous, right? There's a goddamn trademark symbol under everything they do, yeah. and they will sue you, and that's something that you know you're gonna lose. What they t- what they said was format, and I think people's understanding of format is different than the actual legal business term. Mm-hmm. When you say format to me, that is what makes me scared because if you were to say, "Hey, we're gonna copyright four people sitting around a table talking about uh, talking into mics," which we are, which 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 we did just did by the way, we're claiming that now. I'm joking. Kevin's like, "Did we? Did I? Did I miss that meeting?" Um. So that's what that's where it boils down to, and that's where I think a lot of the reaction came from, yeah. right? Because it was a knee jerk to yeah. not understanding exactly what it was. Right. And the, people, because there were kids tweeting us, being like, "What are you guys going to do?" And it's like, that's not what this is. It's an exact format of how. Now, it the work. scary thing about that, though, and this is kind of a the the bigger issue from the business terms, and I think that they didn't they put this out there with best intentions, sure. and I think that what happened then is people attacked them, and a lot of them were assholes, you know, attacking them based on their looks or based on their you know, background and all this stuff just because the internet has just bad mobs of people that are waiting to attack and are waiting to just be upset about something. So that's exactly what happened here. Colin, would you agree with that? Yes. And um, <laughs> so, oh man, I totally lost my point there. Um, they no, Internet has bad people ready to go get offended about something. They were yeah. attacking them based on their looks. Yeah. Because they're uh, two handsome fuck. twin brothers. They are beautiful. Not twins. Just want to make out both these twins. Keep talking. I'll see if it comes back. Yeah, no, I think to, I think, think yeah, I think your point them. was that the, the, a lot of the action was unfounded, and it was, a lot of the action was that knee jerk sort of like mob mentality of let's be perfectly honest, people like oh, to oh, take remember, people down that are. I remember. So um, they they were talking about um, that's okay. Greg interrupted everyone. We can't today. let him lose it. I'm yeah, not, no, 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 I didn't hurt anybody. Sorry. It's a so, good point. I've been good. Okay, so um, where it could be bad is that they then learned like from the feedback there was a lot of people talking shit they were just assholes that are going to be assholes anyways but then there was people giving valid criticism to this uh, to the idea of copywriting the format of reacts and why that could be a bad thing and what it would mean is that right now they own kids react and um celebrities react and all those things i named earlier teens react and so that's all fine and dandy and if you want to license those things that's cool that's great they'll give you the the graphics packages and the the bible of how the language of how you're supposed to make mm-hmm. the shows and stuff and you know that's a big deal like being able to make that show they're essentially giving you the keys to success of here's how you make this work it's mm-hmm. not just reacting to content it's doing it correctly but the problem there is that it then escalates because then they are you know making money off of the the monetization split with all that stuff mm-hmm. Because they own those things, but then eventually, it's like, what if they then got the kind of funny reacts 
trademark. Sure. Because it does snowball that way. And they would then be like, all right, well, we're going to get nurses react and oh bakers react and this react and this react because the more they are known for reacting, the more they have that copyright. Yeah. It, it works that way. So that is the fear. And they didn't intend to do that. Exactly. But that is the real world business application of it, of something that would happen in the future, which might fuck us. You sure. know, or fuck the yeah, people but so there. so here's where I have the problem with that though is right. That's assuming that that's their that they have a nefarious goal, which I don't think they do. There might be someone in the company that's like, hey, later down the line, like, yeah, we'll, we'll start slowly getting these things, and if no one if no one kind of opposes us, but guess what? That's just business. That's that's mm-hmm. what running a corporation is. Um, you look at the opportunity in the landscape and go, hey, how do we do this? This is legal. Great, let's do it. And if anyone has a problem with it, like, we'll figure it out. Um, but I think the thing I had was. And I had the same reaction myself where I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't think that's what they're trying to do. What I think they're trying to do is the same thing everyone's tried to do, which is take their brand and license it out so that other people can create underneath that. And if you look at it just from that light, that's a good that's not a bad deal for people. If you're if you're a YouTube channel that has like 10 to 15,000 subscribers and you do reacts videos and you want to grow, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do that? You're going to get 50% of your, your ad rev away, but if they promote not even you... 50, like, that's the thing. is like The percentages, I, th- I don't even think it would be 50. Well, probably, I, think I saw maybe, one video that said but, in, the, in the terms it was 50%, but, but I could be I could But be I think we're losing... So, I mean, so I, I think I fall a little bit more in the middle here because when I... I, I was t- talking to Tim about this Sunday night during the stream, actually, like towards the end when he and I were just in the kitchen because I was like, I'm just catching up on this now. This seems to be a few days old because I don't, I don't... you know. Truth be told, like Kevin was laughing at me before. Like, I have no idea where the fuck the Fine Brothers are. Like, I, I know that name, but I didn't even know that like they they did these videos, which right. I have watched. I was you know, say, I just you don't know reacts videos. Yeah, I've, watched, I, I've enjoyed them. Uh, the ones I've seen with like... They did one with Mega Man, which I thought was funny. You see the Game Boy one? Game Boy one. Yeah, the Game Boy one. The Last of Us they did, which was good. Um, so like... I watched the video because they took their videos down, but I, at the time they didn't. And I, I watched the video and I was like, all right, like about halfway through it, they were talking about it. I'm like, okay, this seems, this seems reasonable to me. But there was like a kind of a weird left turn in that video that I thought was like, to me, before I even saw their second video or watched, you know, Boogie's reaction or anyone's reaction about it, you know, ironically, I, I, uh, I, I was like, that's weird where he was like, they kind of like went off on this tangent that they should have never went off on. The guy with the hat did it where he was like, uh, you know, people are, you know, and I'm just paraphrasing, but it was something like people are stealing the the format and what we do and you shouldn't support those people and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Like, like that's, that doesn't seem to be in the spirit of like what you're trying to say, because it seemed I think you guys are right in that the, the, the reaction seemed to be way over the top. I agree. Like and we've all been target of of uh, Internet mobs going after you for stupid things. But they didn't do themselves any favors. I don't think in that particular video towards the end of it with the way they were talking about the brand. And it but it also is naive for people to expect that they were doing it for altruistic reasons. They're doing it because they want to make money. And I hate to tell you, like almost all the content you watch on YouTube or all the shows you watch on TV, everything, it's all made for money. Game Over Greggy Show wouldn't exist if we weren't paid for it. Like that's just that's the that's the reality mm-hmm. of making Internet content because people do it for a living. And so there's no shame in that. Yeah. But like being so I think the major messaging problem with that in mind is that. They should have just come out and been like, this is a business venture and we're going to we're going to help you out the best we can. But yeah, like it, of course, it benefits us. Like you don't have to you can say you can smooth it out and have a writer write it better than that. But like I do, I do think that they positioned it so weirdly so that when I watched the re- the second video and they were like, we didn't we didn't say that, like we own this. And that. I'm like, but you kind of did say that. And like, maybe that's not what you no, meant to yeah, say. No, but that, sure. that was a bit of an implication. Yeah. That, that I was, I was we're like, gonna, yeah. So, the, the so that, problem, that second video made it worse. Even. Yeah. The, the problem with that, though, is and again, this is not I'm not saying that this is the solution to this or that this makes that OK. But like these are guys that have been on YouTube since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. These are guys that were part of Maker Studios and like programming their programming 
uh, before they were even Maker Studios, back when it was the studio. Like, they've right. been through all of this shit. They were, like, probably the biggest YouTube channel that for the longest time was, like, anti-network um, because they're, like, they don't, they're not about that, like, you let's just get a bazillion people under this and just like treat them all like shit. Like they are about the content. They are about growing stuff. They've been so good about bringing up smaller creators and building things. Reacts alone has created so countless YouTube channels based on the kids turning into, you know, grownups that now right. have YouTube channels. And like they've always been about that. And even before Reacts, they pushed YouTube to the limits. Like they were the first people to make videos that had annotations that were clickable that were like choose your own adventure style stuff it's like they did that they keep innovating and stuff those type of people they're the ones that are most passionate about creating and about their art so like they take this shit real personally and it, it came off you know as them being like we own this and it's like them saying we own it they shouldn't have because that's when it it gets to that thing of them saying like no one else can do it that's how people take it but what they were saying is it's like man these guys are literally just copying what we did and like not crediting us not giving us a shout out not doing anything and they're talking about people like buzzfeed that literally are doing kids react to this you know and it's like they're just it's pretty much the exact same thing the us reacting is different and yeah people i mean the the problem is this though i mean i, I and while i respect that and as a creator i i i mean Please believe that I des I understand. We've had those frustrations in the past too. Where we've done something and gone, "Hey, this is a pretty fun, cool idea," and then realize that six months later, everyone's doing something like that. Right? We started a PlayStation podcast. Suddenly, IGN's got one. So, and it's cra- <laughs> it's, I know, it's ridiculous, right? And we I mean, we came up with the word PlayStation. <laughs> Sony, <laughs> Sony fucking stole that from us. <laughs> um, no, I get that, but at the same time, that is just the nature of the beast, right? Like. Again, I think that it comes down to sort of uh, the minutia or or more of a semantic argument of like they're using the word reacts in 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 this case to reflect their brand. Right. Kids reacts is a brand. And in that case, you can go out there and you can trademark that. Right. But you can't trademark the concept of reacts. That's where it becomes weird, because if you could do that, then I say right now we need to go out there and get Let's Plays and reviews. Oh, so right he's already now. trying well, to get Let's PlayStation Plays. PlayStation trying to get Let's Plays. <laughs> and and they, guess, but what? That was, and guess what? They can't, right? No, no, they can't. But, but, that was, but that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just saying, like, someone did, I saw somewhere on some comment somewhere where someone was standing up for these guys, rightfully so, where they were like, but why wasn't anyone mad when PlayStation, like, there was some f- making fun of it and stuff like but. Where was like the complete vitriolic anger oh, well, when Sony, there. but not like this, like, like I, I mean, I am in the PlayStation community, you know, like right. I don't, and people were making fun of it on Twitter for like a day and then it just disappeared, you know? And like that to me, I was like, play, Sony literally just tried the trademark let's play. You know what I mean? Like, right. so but see, but that's, but that's where it comes down to it. Right. It's like, you can't do that. And so that's where everyone just needs to realize that that, that probably wouldn't hold up in court. If we use, if we use the term reacts in a, in a title for, even if it's a, even if it's a, uh, a format of what we do on this channel. I don't think they would even come out for us. They won't have legal grounds to come after us. Same way you can't, you don't have legal grounds to come after us for using the word reviews. It's just not the way it works. If we put teens react in something, that's where it's going to get a little weird. But guess what? In that regard, we probably shouldn't do it because that is their format. And as a creator, we, out of respect, we should probably not well, ape, yeah, someone I concur else's, with you not ape someone else's concept. I'm going to use concept and format differently because format to me is a lot broader of a term that you got to be really careful when you use. Because the format of our show is four guys sitting around uh, uh, microphones talking about topics. So that's very, very dangerous because we... Sometimes five. Sometimes five. <laughs> and, and yeah, so 
But so, but the concept itself and the brand itself, I understand, and they're right to go after. They're, they're right to try to protect that brand because that's their business, and it is something they started. And there is a special something to that. Yeah. But at the same time, like reality television wouldn't work if if the the, the legality or the laws behind formats were as stringent as they're pretending that they so, are. But, okay, and that's but just the, the way it goes. But the the difference is, and this gets really complicated, is that they own YouTube.com/slash/react. Like they own that. Like sure. they do own that the the term in that sense. I'm sure and someone owns YouTube.com/slash/review. Well, exactly, but they don't get to. I know it's not going to hold up in a court of law. I'm I know, but, that right but now. if they it's not going to happen, but it would have had they went through this and actually got it copyrighted. Uh, potentially, maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt but it. But I mean, but it's the same. But I mean, it would have. Like that's just how it works. Like it's the same thing as if uh, a burger place, like I'm McDonald's, can't come out with a. Well, Whopper. first of all, there's different types of copywriting. Trademarking, by the way. So there's this. It could have been trademarking for a specific, very specific thing. Trademarking. Trust me, we've been down that road. It's a very, very difficult. Yeah, and it was. It's very, very it was difficult. A pain in my it was ass. for videos. Um, it was for it was for video series that do exactly this, this, and this. I just think we're losing sight. Like this is the way I think they because they could have avoided this with just in my mind with just that left turn they took in that one video mm-hmm. and. Just being more upfront about the realities of making content and that it costs money and that people are, are not necessarily in it to make a gratuitous amount of money. We certainly aren't. But like we need to make a living. And there's no shame in saying like we're going to license our ideas and license our format and like our Bible and all this kind of stuff to help you make mm-hmm. these things. It's just I think it's a confluence of like, you know, this one idea that like everything should be free and no one should make any money on the Internet. Right. Which is a right. fucking absurd idea. And it's just not true. And it's not right. And that's why. Um, you know, th- that's just kind of an absurd idea. But this and this other idea that you can really control a format or control an idea and no one else is going to ape it. Colin and Greg Live, which was a- an idea I came up with when we were leaving, is a complete copy of Pardon the Interruption on ESPN in every fucking way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've been unabashed about that. Except because they don't own the format. And we even put... Like, if we even had a table full of shit behind us like they do, I would totally do that if we were able to do that. And maybe right. when we get a studio one day, I would do that, too. Because, like, Colin and Greg Live is an homage to that show. Right. For people like us, you know? And it's, I'm not going to come out here and say, like, I just came up with this great idea of two guys sitting in front of a microphone, two guys with great rapport talking about the news of the day in their little sector of of interest. I watched Party Interruption for fucking 15 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, of course that's where it came from. Of course it came from talk radio yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So... There's no shame in that either. I just think it's like a com- an unfortunate like maelstrom of like this idea that you don't own anything, you can't license anything, you can't make any money. The internet's pure when no one's making any money and everyone's poor and everyone's living in a fucking cardboard box. And then the other side, which is like, you know, which is where I think they are, which is like they do want to make money. Like, and that was the idea. And if yeah. they just they and instead of saying like this is great, this is good for everyone, like they could have positioned to be like, this is gonna be great for you and it's gonna be great for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that was the only way because I'll, I'll well, repeat, I think- like, like we can't live without our patreon supporters we can't live without our advertising revenue there's no shame in that you don't have to partake in it but at least we're open and honest about that like that there is a monetary gain to be made for doing the content we're doing not because we want to fucking run into the hills with our fucking gold you know our sacks full of gold coins but because like we need to live and in exchange for that we give the content or we do the content we do it to the best of our ability and there's no shame in that. There's just nothing wrong with that. But it seemed like they were just trying to play both sides. And I don't think that that was maybe their intent. And I don't know them. I'm not judging them personally. I don't know anyone that works there. I've never dealt with anything. I don't watch YouTube videos that much. Nor do I listen to many podcasts, which is why it's ironic that I do this stuff. But like, <laughs> but you know, the 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 idea that like you just you just have to be more upfront with people, you know. And I think that that's like what, I think that is like one of the strengths of what we do is that we are upfront. You can see at least on Patreon exactly what we make. You can like we we are upfront with you about what we need for the animated series. We we know, we we all know, you know, like yeah. And well, I mean, I just think that there's something to be said about that. I think from their perspective, that's what they were doing though. 
And that's the problem is I think that the, at the heart of the issue, it's a David versus Goliath thing, right? I think people are scared that this gigantic YouTube channel, and it's a big YouTube channel. They got a lot of fucking money, especially when you start putting out like pictures of your staff and like all the things you can accomplish are going out there and not saying, but somewhat in you know indirectly inferring that if people start using the word react and anything, they're gonna they're gonna go after them legally. Yeah, which is bad messaging. And I think that is something they should have clarified a little bit, right? Which they tried to. But I think that to your point, there was a spot where they were like, hey, we're doing this, we're licensing this awesome thing. We want you to create underneath our brand. And also remember that time when people tried to ape our format and we kind of went after them? Well, yeah, we're gonna try to protect against that. So the more and more you join here, the easier it'll be for us to protect against that, right? And that starts sounding like there's an imminent sort of machine that's involved sure, in this. Sure, I understand. To clear up the going after too. Like it was the it's only been things of just like, man, they're copying our shit. Like they never the legally format, but what does copy mean, right? Like that's my problem is like you can't do that. Like it's a physical if that's the case, then anyone who's ever had a person standing here talking about news with a fucking monitor next to him is gonna get sued. That's no, a but problem. Not, but the suing, like we're taking the suit, they're not suing them. They're just saying they're copying us and not giving us credit. Like that what what's wrong with that? Like if someone were to well, there's nothing copy wrong with this it, and we were but, to call them out because we don't we don't like them doing it without giving us credit. But like, but the problem with that is is like inherently while that's fine at the beginning, but after a certain point, like you can't like that, that, that becomes an institution. That format becomes a stable of con- like a standardized content that you just can't. I'm sorry. It's just, it's impossible to go after from a legal means. Like it, again, it, it, go, it boils back to like, if that's the case, then how would radio ever have come about? Right. You can't have a person, a disc jockey say, playing music and, and, and going out there and say, it's, it's just not something you can do. And it's not something that's good for the economy. It's not something that's good for the ecosystem of YouTube. If you're going to go out there and say, we have this great idea that FYI, we've been super fucking successful with. And now we're going to bash anyone that tries to iterate on this idea. That's not the way YouTube works. And in the video, they said in the spirit of what we're doing, you know, in the spirit of YouTube, like we don't want to be mainstream. But that is a fucking mainstream tactic. That is like a Donald Trump style, like intimidation tactic. To go after people just because you did something and do something well, especially when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year at it. And there's kids that are out there. I mean, granted, Ellen's not a kid, but at the same time, like we ape people ape Ellen's shit all the time. You don't see them going after it. Right. How many people are doing lip sync shit right now online? Right. Like how many people are getting like bashed for that stuff? That's just the nature of how this goes. Like it's not. It's it's a little bit insidious to go after people who are inspired by your idea so and the, want to do it the their way. They're not going after them. Like the the this is the problem is that everyone is saying like they're going after people. They're going after people. They're not. They're Ra- not. But rallying, but your, they were rallying they were striking, friend. right? No. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about the strikes that people need to understand is they were not striking people that were doing reacts content. They were striking people that were doing people reacting to kids react, which sounds ironic because it's like, well, all they're doing is copying is reacting to other people's content. But the difference is the way they do is they don't show the whole video the whole time. These people were literally having the video play in the upper right corner and reacting to it. This, the full thing. So it's getting content ID'd. No shit. That's how YouTube works. Sure. In that you regard, can't upload someone else's video. That's fine. But your example of Ellen earlier where they, they rallied their fan base to go after and tell the Ellen people that that's wrong is a very, very – that's an intimidation tactic. If that, uh, I'm going off what you just said. Yes, if that's I, incorrect, okay, then, then – That's true. That happened a long time ago. Because imagine – they realized they made a mistake right. and this is before this, this all so, happened. But that now. all plays into it, right? Because no, of course sure. the internet never forgets. They're going to go back and figure that out and it, go, they never these forget. guys did it one time. Guess what they'll do again? And I'm saying – I'm not saying this is what – I get it. What but like, I just don't understand what's so wrong with them being like – Man, like we're doing this thing and they're not even giving us credit. That's all they're saying. They're not suing Ellen. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Like per they're se. not suing anyone. There's I don't no think there's anything wrong with all. that. And again, from a content creator side, I, I I kudos to them for doing it. But they're they're fighting against the tide that is just not the way things go, and it sucks. But that is just the way it is, right? Like that's a deep rabbit hole to start going down because then you who owns what, right? How, who owns what? Who owns animated? Like the first person to draw something in in the series of twenty four frames and put it together owns all everything animated. Like how does that work, right? And so like. Is it that and, – and this is where a court would have to come in and, and judge on this and rule on this because even if they have the copyright, you would have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars defending this saying like how different is this product from what they were doing because it's different talent and they're reacting to different things, right? And so again, this is where all the fear comes in because no one wants to go through that and people are scared that the content that they're doing that might be paying some of their bills, the big bad fine brothers are going to come take that away from them. But that's the problem of what's happening right now is they didn't say any of that. That's not their intent. Their intent, and I believe this, was simply to say, we have an awesome brand. If you want to be a part of this awesome brand, you can now. This is the way to do it. And from that regard, I think it's really, really sad what happened to them. Simply because that is a that is a fucking crazy kind of cutting edge idea. On YouTube, at least. In the TV world, it's been happening all the time. Like, you know, uh, Andy Cohen starts Real Housewives of Orange County and then... They make 50 of those things, and that's what happens, and other people get involved, and boom, you're ready to rock and roll. But on YouTube, this is – it's kind of cutting edge, and it sucks that, that, that their messaging wasn't thought out enough to the point like where they, where they you know, could have got around some of this negative reaction to it. But you know, lo and behold, the internet overreacted. I mean that's not the first time that's happened, and it's not going to be the last time that happened. Oh, it happens just, every day. That, that's what the internet does, and that, that was a good reminder of – we've all been there, not to the, the extent that these guys have got it, of course, but – um, you know, but it's it, it was sad to see it go down because obviously like they are not bad people. No. Um, but I just think that there could have just been a little more transparency as well. I, I, I don't see I don't want to say necessarily I see both sides, but I do think I because I don't understand why anyone would treat someone like that regard like unless they're like, you know, a fucking, you know, like Adolf Hitler incarnate or something like that. You know, like, I don't understand why, like, it's, is it that important that we, like, have to get so mad about, like, this? It's a fucking YouTube video, you know? It's a YouTube video. So let's keep things in context. But I, I am sad for them that they had to, like, do all these things and kind of tuck the tail between our legs and take it, you know, take it all back. But we've all been in those kinds of positions, too. And so on a personal level, I thought it was really sad to watch. Yeah. Um, kind of like I, I want to read. I want to read the final message that they put up yesterday. Mm-hmm. So there's a message from the Fine Bros. Hello. We're here to apologize. We realize we built a system that could easily be used for wrong. We're fixing that. The reality that trademarks like these could be used to theoretically give companies, including ours, the power to police and control online video is a valid concern. And though we can assert our intentions are pure, there's no way to prove them. We've decided to do the following. One, rescind all of our React trademarks and applications. Two, discontinue the React World program. Three, release all past content ID claims. The concerns people have about React World are understandable and that people see a link between that and our past video takedowns, but those were mistakes from an earlier time. It makes perfect sense for people to distrust our motives here, but we are confident that our actions will speak louder than these for than these words moving forward. This has been a hard week. Our plan to keep is to keep making great content with the help of our amazing staff. Thank you for your time and hearing us out. Sincerely, Benny and Rafi Fine. So it's like, that just sucks, man. Like, it just sucks that they just need to be there. They are just taking such a hit of just like, fuck, this whole thing that we planned out, we're just not doing it at all. And we're just going to keep going. We're not going to trademark this thing that we could totally have gotten the trademark for. And we're just going to just keep going. We're going to lose all those subscribers we lost. We're just going to keep going. Having said that, this shows that they're just like, 
they fucked up. They understand and they're sorry. Yeah. You know, they want to fix this shit. And those shit. people will watch those videos. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, great. They lost 200,000. So many people on Reddit are like, yeah, we fucking did it. Fuck them. And I'm seeing so many people that I personally know talking shit about the Fine Bros. I'm like, you don't even fucking know them. You don't know their content. You don't know anything about this. You're just trying to partake in this. Oh, people are mad. We're all going to be mad together. And well, I'm this, like, it's, that echo it's, chamber. it's yeah, such it's, fucking it's, bullshit. It's a good reminder. These are good dudes that are trying to do good things. And it's like, again, yeah, they're a business. They are a business. Realize that. That's fine. And that, that, that's the point I'm trying to make is that more power to you. I hope you make fucking millions and millions and millions of dollars making these videos. Like, good for you. That's fantastic. Go buy a mansion. I mean, that's great. That's what capitalism is. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. But like, but, you know, I, I, I do. So that part of it is just like totally fine. It's just that like the Internet requires, it seems like a gentler touch. Right. And either you do it or you don't. And I often don't do it. And I deal with the repercussions and the consequences of that all the time. And maybe our company does as well. You know, I don't know. Mm. But like sometimes you have to be true to yourself and sometimes you have to be true to your message. But when it's when you're that big and when you um, are touching that many things or, or you have those many videos with those many views and, and, and are anticipating some sort of licensing agreement and something that's a little muddy and a little weird and a little maybe old media on something that's very cutting edge new media, like Nick was saying, it requires like a different touch. But I think it is a good reminder. This whole situation is a good reminder to remember that the people on the other side of these things are people. And, uh, you know, the, the, the harsh reality of the situation, and I, was, I talked about this actually on our Facebook group with people, um, you know, some, a week or two ago where I was like, you know, the, the reality is, is that we all have to put on a face for different people at different times, whether you have to go to work or all these kinds of things people brought up at that point. But you're not going to quite know what it's like to have thousands of anonymous people just talk shit about you and just shit on you and shit on what you do and call your character into question and stuff like that. And that happens to all of us. And so maybe we can relate to it in a little in a little bit of a different way where it's like people make mistakes and like maybe we have to just back things up and you can be mad and make your video and all this kind of stuff. But some of the shit I saw out there, some of the vitriol was like over the top. Like you'd think that like maybe we can use this vitriol or this energy on something that fucking matters. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that would that would be at, at some point, you know, like, uh, you know, um, yeah, we conquered, um, you know, this great the fine brothers are you know, lost 200,000 scars. That's fantastic. But like. If that's what you want, but like, why would you want that to begin with? Like, it doesn't really matter. And do people really deserve the vitriol and the energy, this negative energy that's sent to their their way? And maybe you can only relate to it when it really has happened to you, you know, in some mm -hmm. in some regard, in some in some in some respect. So I encourage people to keep that in mind because it's not easy. Like that, seeing those guys worn, beaten faces in that yeah. second video alone, even though I didn't agree with some of the things they were saying, I thought they were backtracking and kind of changing their story a little bit. Um, at least that's what it sounded like. That is my opinion. Um, Still, like I saw seeing those guys look like they just didn't sleep and they were you know, in bad shape, and I was like, I'm like, that sucks. You know, that's I, the thing is, I I don't know them too well. I know them well enough, and I know their content that I've been watching for years, and I know people that work there. And it's like seeing all this happen, I was like, fuck, man. Like, there is not a YouTube channel in existence that I know of that puts as much care into moderating the comments and like making sure that what they're putting out there is good stuff that people like. They respond to so many comments. They have 14 fucking million subscribers mm -hmm. or 13 million. I was going to say not now. anymore. <laughs> but that's insane that they have that many yeah. things and they are still in the comments. They have people on staff just to be in the comments that's responding awesome. to things like that. They're all about that shit. And it's like to see this, like, I'm sure it kills them because there's so many people saying like, oh, they're the big bad company going after the little guy. And it's like fuck, man! Like they yeah. are the guys that support the little guys. They were the grassroots guys who made it, and, and now they've they become, made it, and yeah. they've helped so many little guys. Sure, sure. I mean, so I feel like the problem is that a this is this is not a black and white issue. Right? Yeah, it's I, mean, I think that I think that there are some. I'm, I'm sure that they've had time to to reflect on this, and I'm sure that they've looked at it and said, okay, I can see how 
given our past, I mean, they even said in that in that mm-hmm. Medium uh, article they posted that they said, you know, okay, given our some of our past transgressions, which we you know have apologized for, we can understand how this might be misconstrued. So we're taking steps to toward rectifying that. The problem I always have is that the internet doesn't give a shit about retractions, and the internet doesn't give a shit about actually knowing what they're talking about. People just like to look at people who are successful and assume they're evil and not bother reading up on the issue um, and or giving it, you know, giving it any proper due before they render an opinion. And I think that's the problem. And that's the one thing that I want. You know, if we said anything in these in, in, in this uh, episode that comes out to be factually inaccurate, you know, in a week from now or if something else happens, please post it in the comments, like talk about it. Don't bash the fine bros again. Just, you know, take the time to actually like research this issue Listen to other people before you render an opinion because, it, to Colin's point, it fucking sucks when people just go, oh, those guys, I kind of know who the, they are. I'm going to fucking shit on them right now. And that's just it's it's not the it's not the community that we want to build here at Kind of Funny. And it's not the community that you should really be a part of. You should ask yourself whether or not that's something that you want to do because it's inherently very negative. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? Let me take you on a walk. Oh, yeah. Take my phone It's going to be another juicy topic, isn't it? The last one was 45 minutes. Uh... So the caucus happened, the Iowa caucus happened. And really before any of this happened, we're hearing a lot about the word socialism, mm-hmm. right? And what I'm realizing, you know, first of all, no one was talking about socialism in this way, maybe since before World War II in the United States mm-hmm. with the, the labor movement, all that kind of stuff. But really like, you know, we're hearing this word a lot again, right? It's against, it's not an American really tradition, but there's always been socialist elements and communist elements in the United States. Um, and that's fine. That's your right to be a socialist or, or a communist. I'm not calling socialist communist, by the way. But what I saw this image going around today it was on this hashtag socialism checklist. And this is because, you know, basically there was a virtual tie in Iowa and Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton both walked away with, you know, delegates and they're going to go to New Hampshire. I'm sure Bernie Sanders will win there and then we'll see what happens in the South. And there's these kinds of Bernie Sanders images going on around right now about supporting socialism mm-hmm. and they drive me fucking insane. Okay. Insane. So I want to talk about this image and then talk about the definition of socialism and then get your because I, I don't really under, actually know how you guys feel about the idea of socialism. And people know how I feel, so I don't want to get too deep into it. Right. But here's what the image says. And this let's, and, and let's this unpack is, this because I have a bunch of questions for you on this topic. Yeah. And this is what th- there's a lot of you've probably seen these images on Facebook, on Twitter. There's a lot of different kinds. And it's the guy the people are posting. It says socialist programs in the U.S. with Uncle Sam pointing like this. Right. OK. And it says the Department of Agriculture, Amber Alerts, Amtrak, Public Beaches. Public busing services, business subsidies, the Census Bureau, it goes on, on, the CIA, the Department of Energy, FEMA, the IRS, me, like, and then they get into things that are social security, are, are socialist, Medicare, Medicaid, um, the National Weather Service, prisons and jails, the sewer systems, the United States Postal Service, the White House is what about, like, what is that? And this infuriated me because I wrote on Twitter, I spot about six things on here that are actually socialist. Mm-hmm. So things like you mean NASA is not a socialist no, <laughs> organization. No, it's not. Uh, snow removal, not a socialist thing. Sure. Um, and so I wanted to talk about this particular idea that of new socialism in the United States, where or just generally where the government spends money, and therefore it's socialist. Right. It Wait, what all? is the point of this so, image? 
Well, the image what, what is, is this? The image is to say, like, look at all the things socialism does in the United States. Right. And we already are socialists. But, I mean, who's posting this? And, like, what's the, the slant yeah, What on camp it? is that coming? Is it, is it's it, from, is it's it... from mostly from Sanders or Sanders supporters. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. this is so pro it's, it's not a knock against socialism. Exactly. It's trying to diffuse no. the argument when people say, I'll never vote for him. He's a socialist. The, the argument would be, but all these, you Got say it. that, but all these programs are socialists. Right, exactly. Thank you for explaining that much more openly so than I did. Before we get, you'd get into that, I think that the, 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 the concern I always see, and at least the one that I had to actually go look up, and I totally forgot the two definitions now, is that a lot of people mix up socialism with communism. And well, communism right. obviously has such a negative stigma of, course, uh, as it should. of our it's history. A, it's a disaster. Right. That people Better automatically think, oh, he's a socialist. That means he's, you know, we're, we're, our entire economy is going to crumble because of because it's exactly like communism. Right. right? Well, but well, the two are different. They are different. But socialism, different. the tenets of socialism come from communism. Right. Undeniably, unequivocally, historically, intellectually. 100%. No arguing that. Right. The idea that the government spends money on something and therefore it is socialist is fucking absurd. And it's and it's this idea the Romans had a military. The Romans had roads and aqueducts. The Romans had public entertainment at the Colosseum that was paid for by the government 2000 years ago. Were the Romans socialists? Wow. That's so, an absurd note, you know, like, so were the Visigoths socialists because they had a military, the fucking Mongols? So where's the threshold? That, right. so, I wanna, yeah, time out and read your definition of so socialism. So this is, what, Bring socia- this is what socialism actually means, and okay. this is why we have to have definitions of words. You can't just walk around and call yourself socialism or say socialism is something. This is what socialism actually means, and you're not allowed to have your own opinion, like your own definition of it. It's just not the way it works. It's a noun. A political and economic theory of social organization that advocates the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. So it is a spinoff of the idea of communism where um, each according to his each according to his means, each according to his ability kind of thing, where right. it was basically like you're gonna do what you can and you're gonna get what you need and that's it. So this is this is like a, a few steps away from that basically. Right. Saying that um, we the, the the people or the government control the means of production, which isn't a reality in the United States or in a, most socialist countries in the, in the world. Um, is or is not? It is not. Right. I mean, the, the, the means of because there are certain European countries that are quote unquote socialists. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them that practice tenets of socialism, right. and that's where I kind of come in. Where we do have pieces of socialism: Medicare and Medicaid, and Social Security and disability insurance and welfare. Uh, and welfare. These are all socialist programs. Right. There's no doubt about that. But just because the government spends money on something doesn't make it socialist. And so I wanted to dispel this notion, first of all, that that socialism, that's not socialism. That's really not a very smart thing to say. Well, then what is it? Socialism is the idea. No, not socialism. What is what they're saying? These are, these things are more like part of the social contract. It's part of the functions of a government. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole point of having a government, right? Like the government collects taxes, the opposite of, you know, like it's, it's not to say that there's like these polar opposites of, well, without, any government, there's no government. Obviously, there's anarchy. I mean, that's true. But just because a government works on behalf of its people or does something for its people, whether it builds a road or it has a military to protect it or whatever, that's not socialist. That's a right. government. But the problem, you know I mean? the problem comes in because when you look at socialist countries, those are functions of uh, of the government. Exactly. Right? And, and that's and that's what I really wanted to get down to the nitty right. gritty with you guys. Because I don't want to talk too much. I mean, people can hear. I mean, I type, I, especially on our Facebook group with our, our good friends there or whatever. I talk about it a lot and I talk about it on, on Twitter that I I... I Along with fifty percent of Americans, according to Gallup, unequivocally would never vote for a socialist, and never vote for right. socialism. I don't deny that we have pieces of socialism, yeah, but I do deny the revisionist history that says that FDR was a socialist or Obama was a socialist. FDR ran away from the the, the term socialist. People called what he did socialism, and what he was doing was pieces of socialism. The New Deal was a socialist program. 
but he wasn't proud. He wasn't on the pulpit talking about how he was a socialist. Right. And Obama, as we all know, certainly ran away from that term at a thousand miles an hour. And if he didn't, he would have lost. So people need to kind of like rein those things in. But what I'm more curious about with you guys is and, and our viewers out there who have you know a lot of different opinions depending on where they are and, and everything. Do you believe in the tenets of socialism? And do you think that those can work in the United States? And what I mean by that is, should we have the basic things that basic democratic socialist countries have, like in Scandinavia or England? Should the government give us all health care? Should they pay for college education? Um, should there be paid leave for women that have uh, a baby? These are pieces of democratic socialism in Europe, for instance, that we don't have here at all. Um, and I'm curious if you guys think that that's what Bernie Sanders would say is a right, you know, um, or is it something that is not part of our capitalist republic? You know, and I don't right. know if you guys have thought about it deeply or anything like that, but I thought about the healthcare issue very deeply. Now, I mean, I'm split on it. I, on the one hand, I'd love it if uh, healthcare were socialized. I'd love it if the government just said, you know what, no more insurances. You're just going to go and you're going. We're going to tax you. You know, we're going to tax you another twenty percent on your uh, uh, income tax. And guess what? That's going to go toward universal health, real universal healthcare, not this Obamacare bullshit where. The only thing that Obamacare has really done, and, and to be fair, it's only been in existence for two years. The only thing it's really done is, is allowed anyone who wants to get health care to get health care, which is a step in the right direction. However, it's super expensive and the coverage sucks. But I would just just from someone who, you know, has a wife and I want to see her taken care of regardless of whether or not I'm on this earth. I would love just a basic, basic, basic necessity of something we could all agree on is saying like, look, no matter what's happening in a person's life, no matter what their social status is or, or you know, where they're at with the, in the caste system or the class system, excuse me, they can at least walk into a doctor and get medicine or get a treatment for something without having to worry about going bankrupt for that. Uh, now, that goes against all of my capitalist tendencies because I I would veer way more right when it comes to to fiscal politics than than I think most people would give me credit for. We own a business, we own a corporation, and a lot of the ways corporations are seen in this world, in this United States, are, you know, we're demonized very much so uh, for being capitalistic. And that's just the way it goes because sometimes, guess what? Capitalism does run amok. Um, but the only thing, I, you know, college, I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really see, I don't see the, 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 the concept of the higher uh, education institutions being what they used to be, especially in this day and this digital day and age where people can basically quit college, teach themselves everything they need to, be, to, to know to be a millionaire and go be a millionaire. Um, I don't think they need to necessarily subsidize uh, schooling. But as far as healthcare is concerned, it would be there's just a part of me that's that. I, and I know it's kind of irrational. I know it's, it goes against the system we have right now and it'll probably never happen. But I'd love to see us mirror something like can, what Canada has, which I don't really know how I'm, I don't know really hardcore details on how theirs works. But I do know that you get taxed a lot and you can walk in and everything's paid for. Right. Right. But there, it's not as and it's true. Like I, if see, here's the thing is I'm not I don't believe in complete or like political orthodoxy. I really don't. That's why I'm a Republican who believes in gay marriage. Or I'm a Republican who right. believes in uh, a woman's right to choose because I think these things are congruent with liberty. Um, and so I've often said that even though I'm fundamentally against socialist programs like new socialist programs like Medicare for all, for instance, which would be like universal health care for 320 million people, something that's not seen anywhere in the, in the world um, on that scale. If I believed and trusted that our bureaucratic system could, could handle do it. it. Yeah, that's the problem. Then, then there's a different story. But what am who amongst us looks at the American government, the most inept piece of shit bureaucracy at the federal level mm -hmm. that might ever have existed, that can't do anything right, nothing, and we just want to hand more over to them? Yeah. That's the thing that scares me so much is the federal government is inept and they're corrupt and they are 
They are greedy and they are insatiable and they want everything. That's and the problem with your your example of asking us what we think about it or whatever. I haven't thought too much about it because I don't think they can pull it off. That's the whole thing with Bernie Sanders, right? If Bernie Sanders was up against Donald Trump or uh, Cruz, right? It's the crazy one we were talking about earlier. Yeah, Cruz is like the real one. It's like, one. well, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Out of <laughs> I that. won't. Disagree. You know what I mean? Like in the same way, I understand that. Like I don't think you know Trump's wall or you know taking down Roe v. Wade and all these other things could happen on that side. I also don't think that Sanders would be able to come in and be like, all right. We're all socialists. This is our, you know what I mean? Like there's parts of it that work and make sense. And, you know, I would like to see an acted sure. I I think coverage for all would be great. You know what I mean? If that was how. But the thing is, like, I I think I think that's great. I know it won't happen and it won't work. And there's no way. And our infrastructure couldn't handle it. Every time we talk about these countries that do this right and how great it is, you're talking about a state. That is, you know, the that is like the population of one of our states doing this now times that, you know, 50 or maybe like 38 things. Yeah, that's spread out. And that's when it gets just to be like, there's no fucking way we could do it. That's the frustrating thing about the whole thing where it's like, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders will walk around and be like, well, Denmark does it. I'm like, Denmark has a population of New York City. So now let's now let's like let's back it up a little bit right. and figure out how we how does our bureaucracy that can barely do anything right? Nothing mm-hmm. like and, and I'm not I'm not trying to be like over the top or hyperbolic in any oh, way. Like, government sucks. Like they're awful. And I don't I don't I don't think the I don't think the function of the federal government itself is awful. I don't think that a government is awful. Our government is awful. And so like we have an IRS that just exists just to tax you. We have these biz like we won't even audit like the way Congress spends money. They just give money away to anyone who wants it. They they fill their coffers with pork barrel spending and just have these little pet projects and stuff. Like we just sh- we just throw money like it, like like it's nobody's mm-hmm. business. Meanwhile, we passed nineteen trillion dollars in debt. Meanwhile, what Bernie Sanders is suggesting would basically double it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and we have we we just don't have this notion in our minds of like well we want these things and these things in an ideal world are great. It would be great to say like go to college, young man or young woman, right. and we'll pay for it. You have a you have a a, a, a terrible illness. The government will take care of you and all this kind of stuff. But where does the money come from? And why do we trust that the federal government that can't do anything is now going to suddenly take control of one sixth of our economy? And more than it already has control of, which is an enormous amount of the economy already and do it right. I don't know. It's just it, like, oh, I, no, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. That's that's the problem is that like, again, it's it, it's always that constant struggle about the world you want to live in versus the reality of the world you live in currently. Like I want to I'd love nothing more to live in a world where that where the idea of just going to see the doctor was like not terrifying to me, you know, and I don't mean terrifying that I might have something bad terrifying that like I'm going to go see a doctor who's got way too many fucking patients and is so scared to render an opinion on what's going on because he doesn't want to get sued um, that. He basically just kind of prescribes whatever the fucking antibiotic is of the day, and that's it, right? Uh, take this. I think it'll probably go away, but, you know, don't come back. Is <laughs> always kind of what you get. Um, I would love to see that system change. I would love to be able to actually spend a half hour with my doctor, talk about nutrition, talk about what I exercise, talk about all these things that I know my doctor knows about because he fucking went to med school and they studied that there. But he's not going to do that. How, when's the last time you spent more than five minutes with the doctor? Yeah, it's rare. Yeah. It's, it's rare. And that is, is that that is the end symptom of this of this 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 cancer that is the that is uh, health care in this in this country. It's just doctors aren't empowered to actually take care of their patients. And they, they couldn't even if they wanted to most of the time, because you probably don't have the right insurance for it. Also, you pay a shit ton of money in insurance. And the idea of insurance in general is a flawed concept, right? Because it's basically gambling. Yeah, it's it gambling it's, it's that there won't be some gigantic natural disaster or fucking plague that sweeps over the country that uh, just, you know, puts half the people in hospitals, in which case insurance companies will go broke like that. It just wouldn't, ha- you know, 
it's completely absurd. So that system in general is just kind of like a oh, it's it's a yet another example of like why our country is kind of fucked in that we all believe in this idea of health insurance when in reality all it would take is one big natural disaster to potentially turn that fucking entire system on its head and that would be bad but we all pay into it every month open to god nothing gets sick and the sad part is when it comes to healthcare you're what most people will tell you what most insurance brokers will tell you what anyone will tell you is don't get sick that's that's your only way to not get fucked by the system unless you're a millionaire and that sucks that's the way it goes. What do you think, Tim? I think this is all ideals, and I think that it's good things to strive towards. And you know what we're all saying is right, where it's like, all right, this shit's not going to happen, and that there's no way to actually make it happen. I think it's good to at least look towards that, though, instead of running away just because it's broken. And like, I, I definitely do not know the intricacies of all this shit at all. But like something like Bernie Sanders, to me, I'm like, all right, at least he's standing for something. It's like it's crazy, and it's not going to work. But like, at least there is a vision, and it's a good vision. It's a good thing. He's crazy for it, like, from what I hear from you, he's crazy because there's no way to actually make that vision work, and it's just talking out of his ass, but, like, I like what he's saying out of his ass. I think those are good things, you know, and I think that putting that, you know, people voting for him, if he were to win, I think that's a statement, and what does that statement mean? It certainly is a statement. I don't know. Obama was a statement, too, and I, 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 yeah, I think. But I think that that it's, it's good, at least in my opinion, I think it's a good thing, because then, yeah, with the House and the Senate and all this other stuff, like, he's fucked, he's not gonna get anything done because of, you know, where they all lean and all their political games and shit like that, but I mean, it is a statement in a very good way that the top guy believes in this shit. Yeah. You know, and that I think inspires a lot of other people. And Greg always talks about this in you know, terms of video games and all that stuff. But like eventually the peop the old people that made the rules are going to die. Yeah. And I think that putting someone like Bernie Sanders um, as president sets a, a standard that people growing up going to look at and think, oh, those are the ideals. Th- this guy's telling me that I should want these things and I should believe that they're my right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing because that's going to the next Maybe not this generation, maybe not next generation, but at some point there'll be people that grew up hearing that these are options that you could get healthcare and you don't need to worry about all this stuff. Like I'd fucking love that, but I don't know. I, I understand that that's not the reality we live in, but that also to me doesn't make me want to give up and put someone else there that's just going to keep things going the same way or take them in a slightly different direction that's also not going to change anything. Sure. You know? That was really good. That was the first time I've cared. I was like, oh, that's a really good point of how this all works. Cause like, I feel like that was the thing with Obama that Obama got elected twice on the, you know, hope and this and change, change like yeah. this. I'm a young president and things will be different. And then it's all the fucking same. Yeah. It, but, and I mean, that's but, when I really am like, it just doesn't matter. But I still it really think doesn't that, matter I mean, who's in office. And again, like not that this really means anything, but like Obama to people that don't understand, I'm talking about people that are not you, that are not people that are reading about politics constantly that are only like, I don't know what the fucking Iowa caucus was until last night when I read about it. But, but I mean, honestly, like a coin toss. here's my thing, though, all that, that stuff. Weird. But here's my thing is it's like, this is by far the first uh, election that I am actually educated on. And I'm not the most educated, but this show has inspired me to understand what's going on and to want to know what these things are. And I think that that's good because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want to impress you in the same way I do. You know what I mean? Just well, a like, lot of them hate me too. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Politics. But but again, but those are the people that already know the politics. I'm talking about, I think that it's a good thing. And the more that are people are like, oh, this is important. And I do have a say and whatever. And even if your say doesn't fucking matter because you're just some kid. And th- that's kind of my point here is like the Obama thing. So many of my friends... Oh, my God. Hearing them talk about politics, I'm like, 
stop. Like you don't know shit. I know you don't know shit because yeah. you don't read this stuff. You don't actually know this stuff. You mm-hmm. hear something, you heard something from someone else that said something to this person. And like you're just kind of regurgitating information. But at the end of the day, they believe that Obama's a good thing and that there was hope and that there's this and that there's change and there's all this stuff. It's a good message and I'm I'm happy that they believe that things could change. So I'd rather that than just everyone be like, well, we're fucked, so whatever, yeah, let's yeah. just keep going this yeah, direction. Yeah, that's, that's true in the sense that it's the apathy that really kills me. I, we've talked about those Citizens United, which is like a thing that Bernie Sanders talks about a lot, which is like, you know, corporations infusing money into into campaigns and basically buying elections and stuff like that, which is possible. But I think the only reason it matters is because no one fucking pays attention. Like if, if the people and that's really kind of it's, that's the ironic kind of um, uh, con- contradiction in one of Bernie Sanders arguments, which is like on one hand, he's like. The businesses and the banks are buying the elections, and this is an oligarchy in the United States. We're not a democracy. We're, we're never a democracy, but we're not a republic anymore. We're an oligarchy, and like we're losing our control to the rich people. And I'm like, and he's like, so we have to, we have to be revolutionary and get on the streets and stuff like that. And I'm like, but that only happened because no one cares, right? You know, like that, right. th- and that's like it doesn't matter. Like Walmart could put a hundred million dollars in an election, but if you're paying attention and you know they're doing it because it's fucking public, they can't hide it. Mm-hmm. You know. Then you know, like, well, Walmart's in on this and this is like terrible. And so you vote against their interest if you care that much. But the fact is, is that no one cares this much, you know, or mm-hmm. few people do. Um, what was it in 2012? Like 100 million people voted or something like that. And we have 320 million people. Not that many of them are not eligible, of course. Sure. But like, you know, because they're children right. um, or they're, you know, uh, not citizens or they're here illegally or whatever it is. But you, we probably could have gotten double that many people voted if you were if they were just engaged. Um, you know, I voted for Barack Obama in 2008 and and uh, and the only time I ever voted for a Democrat because I really did believe in his message of postpartisanship and his message of hope and change. And he was going to change things that like this gridlock, you know, you have to remember that in the mid 2000s, the Republicans were in a really bad place, we, way worse than we are now in terms of like we were in the wilderness, man, in a way that like we hadn't been in a long time with the war in Iraq with Bush. Um, a lot of controversy about what happened in Ohio in 2004 with the election and all this shit like we were in bad shape and we lost the House and the Senate and. This man came out and, you know, it said, like, we're, you know, put, put a hand out and be like, we're not going to, like, shit on you anymore. Like, right. we can all work together. But he lied, you know, and it made and made things like more partisan and it made things like way more partisan you, to the point where it's not been like this in the country for a really long time. Do you think it's a lie? And this is always the question that I have when I watch people make bold faced promises that, you know, they, they don't actually have the means of or it's not even economically viable for them to keep. Do you think it's a lie? Like a bold-faced lie, or do you think it is that is their best intention and they want to go in doing that? And then the reality of the 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 office is that they really can't affect change because of the way the Senate and Congress is set up. Uh, perhaps, but the, well, that's there's two answers to that question. A, the executive is not supposed to have all the power. The House and the Senate are supposed to be the seat of power in the United States. That's the idea of the republic. It's a representative republic. So, like, the executive is not supposed to just go in and be like, "Well, this is what I want." This is the problem with Bernie Sanders. Like, the House is just going to laugh at him. You know, the House being like, largely Republican, right? The House is Republican, it, more Republican than it's been in a hundred years almost. Right. So like they're going to walk in and, and he's going to be like, well, now we're going to have Medicare for all. And they're like, no, we're not. You know, right. like, and we like just, we just and barely got Obamacare pushed through. That, that was my point. It's like Obamacare is like 5% of universal health care. And like they, they, that passed by like one or two votes. Yeah. And the fucking Democrats controlled both the Senate and the House at that time. That's what mm-hmm. everyone seems to forget. Like it was a whole Democrat that, and they, they could barely pass it. And like, so I look at it, so I look at it from a pragmatic standpoint, you know, to, to Tim's point where it's like, well, let's not retreat to, to these bold ideas. And that's the way I felt when I supported Ron Paul and all that kind of stuff back in the day. But like, I do believe in a more pragmatic solution now where it's like, well, let's have like incremental changes. What I was talking about with, on a conversation with Colin during our stream where I was like, well, we can have these two extremes. We can have like crazy Trump. We can have crazy Sanders or like we can, you know, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but she can at least probably get things done. She can get things done. And yeah. so too could maybe Marco Rubio or Jeb Bush. If she, or can stay like out of, if she can stay out of federal prison. Yeah, which who knows what's going <laughs> We'll see. So 
like she, she got to love that you can actually legitimately say that about a presidential candidate. That she's actually being like investigated by the FBI. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's what am- kind of fucked up system do we and, have? And that's and this is and that's what I've said before, and I'll say it again. Like this, the, the distressing part about it is that this is the best and brightest we have, and it's awful. Like like on both sides, yeah, like none just, of the candidates are, are out there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding do you, me? Do you think that that do you think that that is is a is a problem that we can ever change? I mean, is that is that the no, way we actually can't. elect a president seems like such a ridiculously archaic process. These days, right? In what with the electoral college and with the way that now, I, I mean, feel just, like you're stumbling into another topic here, uh, potentially. But I just feel like I just feel like guy, like people like Bernie Sanders. Well, all right, you're right. We are stumbling. <laughs> we're, you know what? We're stumbling what into about, a little crazy. So, let's put a button on socialism. <laughs> and yeah, then we like, can, uh, you can do that as a topic. We no, can move that's, that's a topic perhaps for another day because this is not the last time we talk about politics. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm sure we'll talk about it many times. Um, the 2016 election. I'll just say this. Yeah, like I respect. Bernie Sanders in a very deep way, actually, in the sense that he is he is an ideologue through and through, Mm -hmm. but he really does believe what he says. And he's always said it. And it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, like I don't agree with anything that comes out of his mouth, but he's consistent. He really doesn't change his tune on very much. And I and I do respect that. And I respect the idea of socialism, like a utopian kind of idea that we can all take care of each other. And everything's going to work out fine. We're going to have enough money and everyone's going to create. But the reality of the situation is that the biggest economic engine in the world happened in a very in a very stripped down republic that that preached capitalism that created the greatest wealth that the world has ever seen with only four percent of the population right now. And that much of what the world consumes in terms of entertainment, in terms of technology, in terms of medicine, in terms of all these things comes from this country. And. It's not to say other countries aren't doing things that are different or wrong. It's what my big fear, though, is that we we trifle with it too much or we fuck with it too much and we ruin it, you know, and there's some special energy in this country in terms of the way it works that does encourage entrepreneurship. It does encourage um, risk taking and making great things and and working really hard to get what you want and you might lose or you might win. Right. Um, but it also encourages a wealth gap and it encourages uh a sixth of the population being, you know, at poverty, basically. It encourages all these bad things that we have to try to rectify, too. And I don't look at those things and think those things are positive. All I'm trying to say is we probably shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That, like, something about this place works. And we we often ignore the the economic reality of that. That, like, a poor person, you know, in the United States that makes twenty, thirty, you know, $30,000 a year or whatever, considered, you know, an impoverished person, would be rich in most of the world. Right. You know, would be beyond rich. In much of the emerging world and that we have different contexts for the things that are going on in our country because we do have what seems like a growing oligarchy, which I wouldn't disagree with. And like and, you know, a lot of money placed within a very, you know, very few hands and so like that. And that's that's a problem. There's no doubt about that. But like, can we solve it without blowing the entire system up, the system that gave us and the world so much, you know, and it's not like an American pride kind of thing. It's, It's more like, hey, guys, like, let's just look at the reality of what happened in this country over the last 200 years. You know, and it's it's unlike anything that's happened anywhere in the world. And there's a reason. But but this is my question for you. And, uh, do you feel like the socialist aspect is why Bernie Sanders is so popular? Or do you maybe looking at the two mo- more, most popular, most talked about candidates feel like maybe the power lies in the fact that they're actually come off as honest? Yeah. Like, well, that's that's why people like Donald Trump. But that's that's my thing is right. When you look at Trump. There's no fucking, there's no rhyme or reason for why that person should be. Didn't he pull it like uh, 23% or something like in, at the conference? In Iowa, yeah. Yeah. Out of like 15 people. That's absurd. Like, that is absurd that that man is still that popular, right? In an evangelical state, he's going he's gonna to win New Hampshire. This is nuts. 
right? So you've got this kind of far right ridiculous. Well, he's not even far right. He's I don't really know. Like how you, I don't know. How you, yeah, he's a moderate. So you've got this kind of crazy outspoken moderate sitting sitting uh, on the, for the Republican side, and then you've got this socialist like as far left as you could possibly go on, in American on, politics. In American politics, yeah. on the Democratic side, and those are the those are the two people that are most talked about. That's crazy to me, right? But I don't think, again, I don't think that's necessarily because he's a socialist. I really do believe that in this day and age where people, I think people can see through bullshit more than anything anything ever. And those that are paying attention yeah. can look at someone like Ted Cruz and be like, this dude, Jesus Christ, he is fucking pandering to the base, like left and right. Yeah. But, he, no, you're right. I think that I know we want to wrap up, but I, I just think I want to leave it in two places. A, like, I understand that this is confusing to the, a lot of people in the rest of the world. And I get in the conversations, a lot of people are mad at me all the time when I, I speak out about it. It's just that, like, we in the United States typically like socialism and the socialist uh, ideology is just not part of our our culture. And we have like little pieces of it. And that's fine. And what I want to see happen is the marketplace of ideas come up with the winner. Not like and that's what goes back to the image in the beginning. Like a lot of that shit's made up. That shit's not socialism. And like if you want to like have an argument about what socialist socialism does in the United States and what socialism can do in the United States, let's have an honest argument about it. But let's not circulate items that say the CIA is a socialist program. I mean, that's fucking absurd. <laughs> it's kind of you know the opposite. I mean? That doesn't make, that doesn't make and, like that makes literally no sense. And it actually hurts your argument. And one of the things that I really or NASA, for instance, yeah, NASA doesn't which have is any not real social just because the government's funneling money into science doesn't mean it's socialism. Right. So that's that we just not aren't allowed to make up definitions to words. That's just not the way words work, mm-hmm. you know. And I was actually really heartened to see even the people like the socialist people that were kind of or the liberal people that were tweeting these things out. People in the comments were being like, you're hurting us by doing this because mm-hmm. like y- you make us look like, you know, it's like cartoonish to suggest that streetlights are socialism. You know, like that's right. just that doesn't make any sense. Base infrastructure. But I want to say that I believe that I love the utopian ideal and I appreciate the socialist ideal. I just I just can't believe that we would want to take this federal government that does everything wrong and just give them more money mm. and more power and more control and just be like, well, you, with more money, more power, more control, surely you'll figure it out. You don't have enough money. We only give you four trillion dollars a year. You know, mm-hmm. you already take a third of what everyone owns. We'll give you half of what we own. And then certainly it'll be fine now. And I think what you're going to see is a bloated bureaucracy that's even bigger and worse than it ever has been. And it's going to crumble, you know, under its own weight. And what we really should be doing is saying, like, what can we do to lessen the governmental burden on our lives, in my opinion, and democratize the idea of wealth and democratize the idea of um, entrepreneurship and opportunity and stuff like that? But I also want to say that the one thing I respect out of Bernie Sanders and his people very much is that at least they're engaged. And I've been saying this over and over mm-hmm. again, like you can say what you want about uh, these things and we do get in our, in our political disagreements, but at least you're engaged. And that's what I appreciate. If that's your candidate, go for it. And we'll let the marketplace of ideas sort this all out. And it will um, one way or the other. Um, I'm confident that, you know, my side will prevail in that, in that, in that, uh, battle of ideas. But if it doesn't, then I lost, you know, mm-hmm. like we didn't, we weren't eloquent enough. We, our ideas maybe are just not in tune with 21st century America anymore and stuff like that. But I just get concerned with the, not the utopian ideal of socialism, but the practical application of socialism in the United States. We are not a country of 10 million people. You know, we are not a country of 50 million people or 35 million people like in Canada. We are a country of 320 million people and growing exponentially. And there's no example in the, in the world, in the history of the world, of having a Denmark style or a Scandinavian style uh, socialism at that scale anywhere. And in, and in those big countries like China, for instance, that are more communist, you know, they have a massive wealth disparity problem, too. It's not like it's not like the idea of socialism yeah, aren't really. Just, aren't they capitalists now? Like, they are. But the point, the, I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is like they have. 
it's not like socialism just cures things. Sure. There's plenty of examples in Central and South America, in, in Eastern uh, Asia, of socialist and communist countries crumbling under their own weight. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So it is a marriage of this utopian ideal with pragmatic political solutions that I think is the solution. And if some of these socialist ideas are jive with the American public, then so be it. But let's not like let's not just like pretend that everything we do is socialist. And let's not also pretend that like the capitalist ideals and the individualistic ideas that ideals that we have in the United States haven't worked. They've worked wonders for us in this country and they worked wonders for the world as well. So that's kind of like, you know, where I want to leave it. But I wanted to see I'd never really talked to you guys about that. So and I'm sure our audience will give me an earful about it all as well. So capitalism is, is good. Capitalism's greed is good. What is that? What is the saying? I'm not. I'm not nailing it right. It's like capitalism is the most perfect of all imperfect solutions, or something like that. Yeah. Like you know, like capitalism ha for capitalism to win, it has to have losers. Mm. Like that's 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 the, that's, that's that's the, the negative. That's, that's what the a lot of people yeah. don't want to see, right? Everyone right. wants equality in that regard. And the problem, the problem I've always had with that is, while it's a beautiful notion, and you're right, we should strive toward that. I just don't think it plays. I don't think it plays into the basic human tendencies. Which is that greed is a tendency. The, the striving toward a better life is always going to be a tendency for people. And when you pl when you have a system that plays into that, you get great results, but you also get some horrible disparities. Speaking of capitalism, Greg Way, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Building a website can be tough. And even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well, it's a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for your business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else in this day and age, you probably need a website anyway. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful website tools that look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust them too, including us. We built the original kindoffunny.com with Squarespace. Seriously. You can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code KINDAFUNNY to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for us. Kind of funny. Squarespace. You should. Build it beautiful. Nick, what's your topic? My topic came from, of course, the infinite wealth of inspiration that is Mr. Tim Geddes. The other, as you know, when you guys are hard at work doing the show, uh, the morning show, Colin Greg Live, yeah, um, which loosely happens around some, you know, sometimes between 11, 11.30 yeah. every day. Um, <laughs> Tim and I always take it upon Sorry ourselves to go, get, to go get a little bit of exercise. And the other day we were walking and we were talking about movies. And I think I told Tim something like, hey, I, you know, I watched Big Trouble in Little Tiny again the other day. And it's, it's always fascinating to me to watch these movies that I used I loved as a kid and then watch them as an adult who yeah. has a little bit more training in production and can kind of see a little bit and appreciate a little, a little bit more. And Tim just threw this out there on the table. Yeah. He just threw it out like it didn't matter. Like it, like a no big deal. Like it was a stinky fish that he was just throwing out with the bathwater. I don't know. I use that. I use that. <laughs> Why is a stinky fish God in the bathwater? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Throw them both out. So Tim, we're talking about movies and Tim goes, you know, I watched Ghostbusters for the first time the other night. Didn't like it. You fucking piece of shit. All right. So you much of that fucking story, piece of shit. So much of that story is incorrect. Um, we were actually talking about comedy movies in okay. general. Okay. And I was saying that, like, I don't think that comedy movies could be great movies. Like, no. it's not like you're going to put a comedy on the best movies of all time list. And I was saying that, like, mm -hmm. there's movies that have comedic elements that those could then be part of that conversation. But, mm -hmm. like, comedies are great. I love comedies. But, like, sure. they're they're... 
different types of experiences, you know? Yeah. And like you kind of like, I think you, you kind of rate them and grade them differently. Um, but then somehow Ghostbusters came up. Because you said, I don't think a comedy can be on the greatest movie ever list. Yes. And I said, and Ghostbusters, said Ghostbusters is on everyone's top 100 list. And, and my thing was I, was, I was like, and it wasn't the other day. I last saw Ghostbusters and first saw Ghostbusters about two and a half years ago. Okay. okay. Like, I saw it when I was a little kid, but I don't even count it because like I didn't remember it at all. Right. Period. Um, having said that, I loved Extreme Ghostbusters. I loved the Ghostbusters Fuck cartoon. Yeah, Extreme Ghostbusters. Like, those to me, that's what Ghostbusters right. was. And now Ghostbusters as a whole, I love. I think it's a great concept. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. Then I watched the movie because I was like, Greg loves Ghostbusters. Yeah. This is something I should probably sure. you know it. be familiar with. So I watched it and I was like, This this is the thing that people think is such an amazing piece of Art. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, I, just, I just didn't see it. I was kind of bored by it. I thought oh, it was a little come weird. On. Now, here's my thing. I get it. I get that it was a different time. I yeah. get that I'm watching a movie made in the goddamn 1980s. Like, sure. I, I understand all this. And it's the same thing as me talking about Transformers, the cartoon. It's a horrible cartoon. Horrible. Utterly horrible. Right. You will go back and watch it now. And it's like, oh, my God. How do I ever think this was cool or interesting or a good story? None of that. It's all bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like I get all that stuff. And not to compare Ghostbusters with the Transformers cartoon because it is a different level. And I do get that it's a different style of comedy and it's not like in-your-face jokes and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's more like dry and it's it was, Bill Murray. It was and speaking. It's, it's, yeah. You go back and you watch any comedies from the 80s and they're all speaking. Mm-hmm. They're talking to you. And this is what I was talking about when I was when before you know the remake of Ghostbusters was coming around. When I was like, I know it's going to happen eventually. I know there's gonna be another Ghostbusters, and it's going to be CG CGI out of nowhere. It's gonna be all these fuck these huge laughs. It's gonna be I don't know if it, I don't think at the time I would have been making this argument, but it's gonna be like Seth Rogen and neighbors sitting on the airbag and getting blown. And like, yeah. why isn't he dead? You know what I mean? All these things that you could you didn't do back there with any of those. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's the real thing. Like, point. don't get me wrong, Ghostbusters is insane and like that one of their jokes for like the meta joke of like is like the explosion at the end when they blow up the door and how no one in their right mind could have survived that but right. all the ghostbusters do you know what i mean but it's not like in your face when he's paralyzed obviously right <laughs> i mean so i mean by the way i, I when i started that off i, I i'm joking, I mean, no, 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 i'm no. jokingly berating you but yeah i i, I respect that like a, you obviously you can have an opinion you don't like Ghostbusters, but I get why you don't like it. And it's because what that made me start thinking of was like, wait a minute. I know it's absurd. There's my gut, my knee-jerk reaction was like, I have to write him off forever. I, he can't be a friend of mine anymore. And it's not that I don't like but it. No, but no, but the fact of the matter is, the movie is very generational, as is everything. Any, any creative property is going to be generational. There are games that you go back right now and play that you're like, wow, I can't believe yeah. how much I loved this. But simply because everything that's come out has been, has been slightly better, slightly newer, slightly faster, slightly cooler version of whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I think about movies like that that I'm supposed to quote unquote love from like the 60s and 70s sure. that I just can't get through. Yes. Yeah. Right? The French yeah. Connection, classic film. I can't get through it. Bullet. Everyone talks about the car chase in Bullet, right? It was filmed, filmed up, yeah, up by, here, right? Yeah. The, where we used to work. I watch that car chase and I'm like, okay, this is not Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, this is no. not really exciting car chase. I can appreciate in 1960, whatever the hell, when mm-hmm. that movie was made, that like if you were a huge Steve McQueen fan and you liked Mustangs, that this is fucking probably like boner central for you. Um, but I go back and watch that and I'm like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep in my, in, in my soup here. Um, and a perfect example is I just watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm. which I remember being really, really impactful, and I fell asleep. I, I liked it. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> so right up to the point where I passed out, I'm like, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. And then I had to literally rent it again 
the next day because I it was like the twenty four hour period. Oh was done. I was like, I gotta, I gotta finish this. I can't not finish this. And I swear to Christ, the last twenty three minutes of that movie are all just like orchestral, and it's one shot of just lights going by you for twenty three minutes. And I shit you not, if you ever want to fall asleep, just put that scene on. Because I was like, stay up, stay up. You posted on the forums that you like this movie. Um, They'll so eat you alive. I get it. I get it. But it, but it, but but the eighties specifically for me is is such an important uh, decade of filmmaking in that you did have that combination of like the effects were starting to come in, but good storytelling of you still quote unquote that, yeah. like people just talking and characters just interacting with each other was king. And so it's a little heartbreaking that people can't really appreciate that. And I, and I know that you can appreciate the movie. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess that's my thing, too, is like it, I'm not saying that I can't do that. And again, I'm not saying that like even 90s or 2000s movies are better because of CG and stuff. I'm definitely not saying sure. that. But it's like I look at that. I remember and I wish that I had watched it more recently so I can actually point out specific things. But I remember there just being leaps of faith and just like weird character development that I'm like, how is this where it's at now? Like I never got the their bros feeling that I felt like. I would have had watching that movie. Like I thought I was going to watch that and be like, these guys are dudes. They're like, they got each other, the family, whatever. And I didn't get that. I was just like, these are just guys doing stuff. You know, I didn't get the sense of <laughs> well, no, that's the, true the character development. When you think about the Vankman character, he is kind of a dick. Sure, no, Vankman's the whole time, totally, and he's yeah. totally taking advantage of uh, of uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd's characters. Yeah, they're the smart ones. Yeah, those smart ones. And he's capitalizing the, on a second mortgage on Dan's childhood home. It's basically what you've done with us. <laughs> so, oh, to all of you, yeah, yeah. I am definitely the Vankman. This you group. are definitely. I'll the Vankman. fucking kill you. That's Lewis Tully over there. <laughs> Deep cut for Ghostbuster fans. That's a real no. I wasn't such a deep cut. Well, there was dead. I fucking playing to a bunch I was of dead trying, fish I was, in of, I was trying to think of the, the acetylic acid line that he says. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Milligrams, it's so yeah. I get a generic at Costco for five dollars. It wasn't Costco. I don't think Costco. Exists. And like the whole Rick Moranis thing. That's like, Lewis Tully. That's oh, Lewis Tully. Yeah. Oh, that is Kevin for sure. Hundred yeah, percent. But like, I, there were certain things that happened, and I get that it's a movie, and yeah. I get that it's like suspend your your disbelief and all that stuff. But like, there was some shit that I'm like. What the hell is even happening? Like, why would a character act this way? Or, like, wh- how is this plot something that is occurring? And, again, right. I don't remember the specific Which things. part of Lewis Tully is unbelievable? I don't know. The part where he turns into a giant dog? Is That's not what he's talking about, though. That's I not why would know. somebody act that way. Know. No, it's just, like, just oh, no, I mean, like for instance, character I, motivations and stuff where I'm like, he's I trying don't to impress understand Dana. the world of this movie. Right. And that, to me, that's where it fell apart. And that's why the whole speaking thing, I'm like, huh? Like, what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. I get it. Look, I get it. When I think about Ghostbusters and the reason why I like it is a lot of it's situational. A lot of it is the fact that when I was a kid, there were five channels and guaranteed like one, maybe once every two months, Ghostbusters was going to play on one of those. And I was like, this is great because everything else is shit that they played. Everything else falls into the sort of like armed and dangerous category where I'm like, this movie is not good. It's not good. You probably have never seen that movie before in your life. Armed and Dangerous starring Eugene Levy and John Candy. No. Mm. You've seen it. it sounds familiar. You've, probably, you, I guarantee you've seen it. Guarantee you don't. You forgot it. And the yeah. reason why it was on it must have been super cheap to play because it was yeah. fucking always on Channel Thirteen. Um, so Ghostbusters to me was like it was. It, it, I saw it so much when I was a kid that it was one of those things where like you just find your. I find myself even today like just saying the lines, and my yeah. wife's like, I can't watch this. I mean, I think something similar that just kind of hit me when I was talking about Rick Moranis. But Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And Honey, we blew up the kids. Yeah, and I just like that watched whole, that the other day. That whole series. Like I don't know if you guys if that meant shit to you i don't even know I like like, when it Honey, came I out the kid did. Yeah. but to me like that was the movie that sure. was on tv constantly and it's like that kind of brought me into a world of just like thinking about what if that happened to me right. and i want to do this and i want an ant friend and it was really sad when he died and all this stuff like i, I was constantly thinking about this stuff. so yeah maybe it's uh maybe it's the same thing you know where it's like i'm sure if we went back and watched that or if i told kevin's little brother to watch that movie now he'd probably fucking hate it 
you know? Yeah, definitely. He would. And because he's used to Transformers, he's used to a world where CG can take care of everything where, you know, you don't, any problem can be solved if you just throw enough money at it. Um, but that wasn't the case with Ghostbusters. And it's the same, same thing, right? Like when I watched Ghostbusters, I was like, this world that they've created is so intriguing. How fucking cool would it be to be a Ghostbuster? How cool would it be if your fucking job was just to like go into spooky places and blast ghosts and then like party all night at the discotheque? With yeah, chance, right. Like Casey Kasem um, says. Yeah, exactly. Like Casey Kasem says. Um, and there's another layer of it that I loved, right? Which is that they were all friends. They all came up together. Like Rick Moranis, um, they they all sort of knew each other from those improv days and being on SNL and like doing sort of that. Like it was, it's different now because there's so many people doing so many different things with the internet, with YouTube, with TV, with you know cable and all these things. But back then, it was literally like if you got on Saturday Night Live, you were like, like that was it. That's like that's like the top. And then where do you go from there? Holy shit, let's do movies together and like yeah. get your fucking dream team together and make a movie. And that's what's cool about the new Ghostbusters, right? Is right. that they're doing that. You know, Kristen exactly, Wiig yeah. and a couple other are going from Saturday Night Live to make this movie. Like, that's, which that's is why, nice. which is why I support it. And I we were talking earlier. I saw I watched the movie Sisters with uh, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Not a great movie. You know, not a great movie, but part of the reason why I like that was because you can tell it's two old friends making a movie together. Yeah. And they have that sort of secondhand joke that, you know, because you've been watching them make movies and TV and 30 Rock and Parks and Rec together for like, you know, for the last 20 years. Yeah. And that, was guess, kind of- like, that makes sense because like I didn't know that really. You know what I mean? Like that, I don't have any of that history going into it of understanding. So do you think you're not getting the in jokes and stuff? Having said that, I love Bill Murray. Yeah. Groundhog oh, Day. Like Bill Murray, one of my yeah. fucking favorite movies of all time. Great. Here Today's Groundhog Day. Yeah. And That's the groundhog weird. died two days ago. Punk's Tony Phil? Yeah. Strip just died. Yeah. Two days before his yeah. fucking his day. Big day. Yeah. So does that mean that it's going to be a long winter? Or a <laughs> it's going to be the longest. It's the Game of Thrones kind of winter. Um, so, do you, so when you're talking about this, are you saying it's not a good comedy or it's not a good movie? I mean, I, I think it's, to me, neither really resonated mm. with me. And again, I, saying it's not a good is different. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm not even saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying I don't understand it being like revered mm-hmm. like top mm-hmm. 10 top 100 top whatever you're saying like i i just don't understand that because i've seen it on the top of like there's number one on comedy top, list. comedy, yeah, list. comedy but usually again, this goes back to what i'm saying where it's like you comedy no movies are are just it's it's hard to, to rank them it's so subjective and i think that ghostbusters did have a lot more going for it so it, it's not just a comedy you know yeah, yeah it's not i mean again it's not i don't put it in the same uh sort of bracket as caddyshack right which is a slapsticky if you don't think Ghostbusters makes any sense, watch Caddyshack. You're like, what the fuck is and happening? Watch it. Watch it, buddy. <laughs> but like Super That's Troopers, one of my comedy, movies. super bad comedy. Like these these are comedy sure. movies, and I get it. And they're great. And you can say, oh, man, I love that movie. And it's like Neighbors, comedy. Yeah. I love that movie. I'm not going to put that on a best movie of all time list. You know? Like, and I think that... Well, you but, put on the best comedy list. Yeah, I would okay. for sure. And but I think that list is such that's a weird list. Like that, sure. I don't under I don't think that you could actually have a, a list of that that's not just personal favorites. Because I think comedy is so much sure. more subjective I have to than for sure, for any sure. of the other. It's just that you're genres. bringing when you talk about like character development and stuff. I'm trying to think of comedies that do that well. And, and that's kind mean? of that's my that's point, not really though, there. It's just the like genre, it's, right? yeah, yeah, and it's that changes it a bit. Did you just quote the bad guy from Caddyshack? No, I was really just telling you to watch. He just, yeah, he just really oh, likes Caddyshack. He wants you. To I love. I Caddyshack. thought you were quoting the bad guy, the no. guy that like no one likes in that. I was like, of course, Colin would quote the, the judge, <laughs> the judge. Yeah. No, and I. Just, I never slice. But it's similar to the story you're saying with you know. I actually agree. I, I, I we Greg and I have talked about this in the past. I haven't seen Ghostbusters in a long time, but Ghostbusters is fine. Like I, I just never, never understood like the acclaim of Ghostbusters ever. Um, 
I almost feel that way about Back to the Future too, where it's like, oh, see, like I, I like, like ba- I like Ghostbusters much, like you mean more than Back to the well. Future. Back to the Future as well, yeah, uh, yeah. Back to the Future really? as well, where I like, and, and just thinking about them because oh these are these God. are like these are like these have just been in my mind for years now because these are like Greg's favorite movies, and I'm like, I like these movies. But Greg and I have had these problems or these problems, these conversations in the past where it's like, but like, why? Like, why? Why is Back to the Future and Ghostbusters like still a thing today? Mm-hmm. You know, that's like always been my like my not that I think that there's something else that should take its place. I don't really you know, I don't care. People sure. like it. That's that's great. But I, I agree with Tim where I'm like, this is a fine movie. Um, But I also haven't seen Ghostbusters in a long time. I might, I might dislike it even more. Back to the Future is different where it's like or I might like it more. But yeah. Back to the Future is a different story where I actually saw it, you know, more again recently. I'm like, oh, this is still good. I mean, like mm-hmm. I just never like. I legit, it's funny you bring up Caddyshack and we bring up comedies and, and the subjectivity of comedy, which is true. Like, Caddyshack is like one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Like, still to this day, I know every line of that movie, every yeah, beat of it. It gets me. And, like, yeah, that movie makes no fucking sense at all. They rewrote the whole thing when they were filming it because they realized they wanted it to be about Rodney Dangerfield, not about Danny. You know, like, that, mm-hmm. like, the movie was totally different when they were filming it. And then they're like, no, this is like way funnier with, like, Rodney Dangerfield's dumbass, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's the same. Like I, some of these, I have weird favorite movies, but I do agree with Tim in the sense that, like, yeah, it's comedy. Like, could you look at? Like, I love Big Lebowski. I love Back to sure. School. Oh, Back um, to School. You know, there's a lot of great comedy, and uh, you know, I just feel like it's. Um, would I look at it and say like Caddyshack's the best movie of all time? Like, no, it's like definitely like one of my favorites. But, like, are the best movies of all time? Like, you know, back or um, um, Breakfast Club or. Kramer versus Kramer or something like something like way more serious like those are yeah. movies I look at where I'm like these are I love Kramer versus Kramer and it's like probably the, and you know The Shining or Rosemary's Baby or like Twelve Angry Men's all that yeah stuff so that's yeah like, that's true I never thought about it I think it's probably true well it's hard though because you think about those classics you think about even let's go into the drama category right where you talk about Kramer versus Kramer I bet people would watch that still and be like yeah it's a good movie. I mean, it's a good it's a good story that's being told, but is it does it hold up as being one of the best movies ever made? In my opinion, yeah, my opinion, sure. Yes, yeah, of course. Best it would picture be. that you're right. Um, yeah, we're talking about now. Like no, I went no, back and watched Kramer versus Kramer probably five or seven, eight years ago. I don't know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A while ago, but not like I don't, I'm out of college for sure. And I enjoyed it and liked it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I didn't I don't remember being like rocked, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like this thing, this moment for me. But some that you, does come down to just the fact that anything you watch now is a period piece. Yep. Right? And that takes me out of a lot of things. Unless it's supposed to be a period piece. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like it's, it's hard. Hoffman's hair isn't like that to to make a statement or to put me in that moment. Right. It's, it's just because that's how it was. Yeah. It's like, oh, he looks kind of shiny too. Why isn't you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Things have come so why is this one shot continuously this? Instead, you know what I mean? They're not like moving around because we're so used to the camera being everywhere. Yeah. Go back to the the comedy thing for me. When people ask me what's my favorite movie of all time, like there's a couple things that come to mind, and a lot of them are comedies. And I I always hesitate to say that because going back to what I was saying, like I don't feel like comedies should be that. But South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. I think that's just fucking a perfect movie. Like, it's so funny and it's so just classic mm-hmm. and shit. That's a classic now. But yeah, exactly. By the way. But but that's I would a movie never that, say that's the best movie. Like, but it's crazy that. that. But that's the movie that people are going to look back on. Actually, now kids will probably look back on now. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't think it's funny. But I mean, isn't that, that wild? See, that blows my mind, yeah. But people will. People will 20 years from now because like, comedy, dumb? comedy, and that's the thing about comedy is that like drama, I think, doesn't suffer as much from this, right? If you watch, you know, Kramer versus Kramer or like 12 Angry Men or anything that's kind of based on a, a classic piece of writing, like a stage play that was that was made into film that you could remake Kramer versus Kramer right now, tell a very similar story, and it would be very, very impactful if you just kind of modernized it a little bit. And I'm sure they'll they'll do that eventually. Comedy is very, very, very much a man, a, a, a sign of the times. Yeah. So, like, what's funny in 1985, whenever when did Ghostbusters come out? 1984. 84. Definitely, that same humor is not going to transition to tw- to 2016. It's just yeah. not right. And so it's sad. So, but what I do think does hold, and why I think a lot of people like Back to the Future and like 
uh, Ghostbusters is because there was something about those characters and that setting that really resonate and I think is very still universal. And like once you stop looking at it as like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, a comedy, you can look at the story and the concept behind it and still think like those are still strong and those still stand on their own two feet. You might not laugh out loud. Yeah, though. But Caddyshack is fucking funny. Caddyshack's hilarious. God, it's so good. This isn't Russia. Is this Russia? This isn't Russia, is it? See, it's fucking, it's classic. It writes itself. This is my friend Wang. No offense. (laughs) No offense. It's like one of the great lines of all time. I love that line. But Ghostbusters is great, and you're wrong. Mm, I'm sure. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. And everybody I like extreme Ghostbusters. Wake me up when there's a movie for that, directed by Michael Bay. That's gonna be have great. you been reading the Ghostbuster comics with IDW? No, they had this big I only read the I- sale going on. I almost bought them all, but then I bought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover one. I'm gonna let that be the test case. Yeah, I like read them. that one. I mean, yeah. Also, here's what I want to know. Yeah, as a good Midwestern Chicago land boy, do you know Blues Brothers? No, I mean there was a movie in the 2000s, right? Out. Have you heard of it and stuff though? Because like that's like. That's like require you don't everyone from the Chicagoland area in Illinois knows Blues Brothers, but I've in my travels I've definitely I remember in even in Missouri mm-hmm. when I mentioned to somebody and knew it, I, we watched it all and like that definitely is a movie that like I love and does is like fucking long perfect, as hell perfect example of had when I growing up had heard of Blues Brothers yeah everyone you got to watch oh you like Dan Aykroyd you got to watch Blues Brothers yeah. and I, I was like this is great I want Dan Aykroyd right yeah and it's fucking. I watched it and I'm like, I don't get it. It's long. It's, and it's so like, long. It's, it's kind rambling. of depressing. Oh yeah, it's, they're kind of losers. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. it starts off with him like making toast on his on his uh, yeah, yeah. stove and yeah, like yeah. the trains going How by. How often and does the train go by? <laughs> so only... often you won't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so that's I mean that's a perfect example. Like that was made. I think that was made late seventies, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and so, maybe early eighties, but yeah, it's. it's I had right a buddy of mine that was obsessed with that. Like he showed it to me in middle school and we watched a bunch. It was that. Um. What was the Tom Cruise racing movie? I can't. Uh, Days, Days of, Thunder. of Thunder. We used to watch that like every fucking day. Blues Brothers <laughs> and like Top Gun or something like that. Yeah. Those were like the three movies. Me All, and good choices. Yeah. Bruce, All good choices. I mean, Blues Brothers, like, again, is like, I think you grow up in Chicago and like, they, I mean, like, there's still people who dress up as the Blues Brothers and like perform as the, you know what I mean? You like hire them for birthday parties and shit. Like the Blues Brothers <laughs> is like a thing because it's like, I think that, I, you know, obviously being a child I have no concept of it but I feel like that was the first real win for Chicago in movies or something where it was like they're driving like my dad will like my dad we've all you've all met my dad now thanks to the game mm-hmm. over Greggy show exclusive like he like you know help when we're watching blues like blues brothers comes on it stops and he will narrate the blues brothers <laughs> to tell you like oh now they're going through daily plaza and I built that building back there and this happened this that oh man this is classic maxwell street before they redid everything and da da and this is how it used to be and it's just like it's like a time capsule of chicago yeah. on top dad i'm trying to watch the movie dad i'm lost in the plot <laughs> why is he eating so many fried chickens why is he being chased by the cops and why are they destroying that fucking mall and that was like <laughs> yeah. it just drive through a which is awesome because they actually did that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's the other thing too is like, like it had the record for the longest time with like the most cars destroyed and yep. this, that, and the other. And it was just like such a weird ass movie of like all this crazy so shit they weird. went did. And then they did a second one. Yeah, Blues Brothers we don't 2000. talk about Blues Brothers two thousand. Yeah. That's the only one I knew about. Don't don't talk about. That. They should really yeah. never like if they didn't learn anything from Ghostbusters two. They really just need to stay. Ghostbusters away from two is not that bad. You know the po- see Ghostbusters. Too much to time me, by. I was so not into it. I didn't even watch two. I bought the Blu-ray and I, I still haven't watched no, it. Don't you? Don't, you I might mean, actually like, like two better. Yeah, you are a kid. It's a lot more. It's a lot more accessible. I think too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like more. that was the whole thing of like I think I and I don't. I, you know, I, I've read and I, obviously a bit about Ghostbusters. But like the one thing I don't think anybody ever really admits to the thing is like that they made Ghostbusters as like 
they're making this cool movie with their friends. You know what I mean? Yep. We're gonna make this cool thing. Dan's got this idea for these, you know, ghosts. It originally was supposed to be set when they were already burned out in the future, and they're like dial it back to their origin story. Right. And it's like then it comes out and it, it's a huge hit, and it's a huge hit with kids. And I think that was the big thing when they were like five years later gonna make it, you know, put it out in '89. It was like let's make a movie that's way more aimed at kids, and yeah. that's why everyone fucking hates that film. You know what I mean? Yeah, it lost all the nuance. It really yeah. did. Yeah, that yeah. was the problem. It no Plus, longer was like veiled things of like you know. Stay puff marshmallow man getting laid and shit, or like blowjobs from ghosts and stuff, right? Yep. Like that's not what you put in a kid's movie. Oh, how hot was that scene where he's like dreaming about it? When I'm a kid, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Uh, I used to, <laughs> I used to watch that scene. I don't think I, yeah, hey, I guess slow motion was a thing. You do like the frame the pa- by yeah, frame, like pause, pause. Button, pause, let it go, pause, let it go. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters amazing. Oh, then the slow jerk comes in. Oh, you got the fast up. I go fast up, slow down. Okay, every time. <laughs> I'm I'm different than Colin. My topic, yeah, is that we need to get everyone on board with the aerobics championship of 1987. <laughs> Fuck yes, we do. Now, this has been you mean 1987, 88, 89? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like it's been a slow build. I wasn't here on the. I was a Colin and Greg live where this originally popped up. Yes, someone you two were on it. I can I don't even know who's on the Colin show. Colin and I were on it, yeah. and it was one of those things where someone said, "Hey, you have to watch this video." Yeah. So of course, Mr. Moriarty responded, "Fuck you, we're never watching this video because yeah. you told me we had to." Sure. And yeah, then within the that. same breath, I was box. like, "Are you sure?" He goes, "Oh, we'll watch it." And we watched it. And you know, sometimes Colin is so pleasantly surprised that he's overtaken with joy, and he yeah. actually like smiles, he smiles and laughs. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! It was like but- it was like butterflies were sprouting extra wings to fly. Angels were like coming down and washing people's cars and bikinis. It was a whole fucking moment for yeah. us that you missed. Yeah, because you were. Fucking off, running your drug empire. I don't know what I was doing. doing. So yeah, but what was funny is I thought it was the Key and Peel video because I yeah. had seen the video that this is based off of and didn't realize that there was a correlation. Wait, you'd seen Key and Peel did a spoof. So video you've seen on the this. spoof video, right? So this video was not based on it. Key and Peel was based on this, right? I'm sorry. Got you. Thank you. So so I was like, oh, they're playing this awesome Key and Peel video, and then it kept going, and I was like, this is not the Key and Peel video. This is something wholly different. <laughs> this is something beautiful and pure, and from my time, my time, the '80s, right? This is yeah. our time, our time. No, this is your time, not mine. <laughs> you were born in the '80s. Yeah, I know, but I don't. But I don't remember. I mean, I remember Ghostbusters. You remember those? You remember Leotards? You remember Jazz? I remember shitty ass TV like this. Yeah, like you know, it's all like four by three, and it's. You gotta find that one song where they pretend it's not that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's like so. That's the other level of it. <laughs> and if you think that, if you for those of you either actually was watching at home. You can't see the visual on this. It doesn't fucking matter me. because this song goes on for another four and a half minutes. Yeah. So what is what is the Google search for? That's 29 seconds in. This is what it sounds like. Two, two, two minutes and 30, 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the background on this? This is the, the, crystal, the crystal light. The crystal light. Aerobic world American champions. aerobic championship. Right. And it now, went on for three. Was this a thing in your life? Did no, you know what I, this no, was? I don't remember this. I don't. I remember Crystal Light, obviously. You don't. You remember Crystal Light. I do. It's, I remember. You I remember, don't. You no, said you I don't, I don't no, remember. He said he said he did. Yeah, I don't Light's remember a, the competition. No, but is it still a thing? Yeah, Crystal I think so. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think it went I'm away. I'm sure it is. If, I'm, if I remember correctly, Crystal Light stuff like you buy it in packets yeah. of like powder and then you pour it in and you pour your own water and oh, that becomes Crystal Light, right? I'm sure they make bottled stuff now, too. Is it a squirt thing? 
the squirt thing. I just squirts. remember Crystal Light being not Coke, and so I didn't give a shit about it. So, when I was all right. up. I was so like, that's not Coke. Why did Crystal Light do this? Just because it's the 80s and that's what brands well, they did sponsor then? things? Sure. I mean, it's the same now, right? Like, we'll sprint, will sponsor an E3 show for IGN, right? Crystal but I mean, they Light literally say the Crystal Light 10,000 times. Yeah. That was, that was part. Build it beautiful. We do the same thing now no, with Squarespace. I mean, we do it once a video. To be fair, if Squarespace paid us, we'd do it 18 I guess times. Right. This was, yeah, Squarespace presents so, kind but, of funny right. championship. So it's hosted by Alan Thick. That's of one of them. One fame. of them is hosted by Alan Thick. The most notable of them is Alan Thick. Everyone else falls very, very short of Alan Thick. Raquel Welch is on there. Yeah, that's uh, true. There's one where she is on there. But she's fitness expert, Raquel Welch, right. not star of stage and screen, Raquel right. Welch. Right. She was totally misbuilt. So what, I'm very interested by this because I didn't, I was, I missed this episode of Colin Greg Live. I didn't really know. About it. When I was out there, I heard you guys playing and laughing, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Then on the stream, we watched it, and and this is what happened: is we start listening, and then you guys realize that it wasn't just one year; there was multiple years, three years in a row. These are the commercials. And, so you have to scrub them. And then we get to the point where you find a different year, and Colin gets super excited because he's like, oh, they're using a different song. And then, oh my god, seconds, we haven't heard that sick guitar riff. This is this is '87. '87 is when they hired Slash to fucking lay down a guitar <laughs> track. 86, but it says 87. Yeah, it's misspelled. And we discovered there's lyrics. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. But they try to switch you up because they, they have different intros. Yeah, and there's they one where they pretend for like different. 30 seconds that it's not the song. I was losing my mind. It was so funny. I don't remember which one it was. I don't remember either. It but must have been 89. It must have been the last people, one. People gotta just just go search for this. Just just go down Do the rabbit hole. Oh but what god. I love the most about it is they they come out and they have a group. They have the last year's champions come out and they're just doing this dance with like 20 people behind mm-hmm. them. Synchronized dancing. It's beautiful. Is, is that what aerobics is? This I is the one that's not That is aerobics. Right. Yeah. Right. So we're like, this doesn't sound like the song. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> no, right no. into the real song. The, the other one was way they, more convincing. They yeah. one by one introduce the people, and it's like for like four Jimmy. minutes. And then, like they have this like circle camera come, and Tommy and it comes in on him. It's oh, yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, I like how they do like the, like the freeze. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but but the camera doesn't do the freeze. The guy does the freeze. Yeah. So he just stops dancing for a second and then goes back into it. <laughs> it's so... Um, when I was growing up, there was something called Jazzercise, right? Which was like, you know how there's like a CrossFit Now mm-hmm. or Barry's Boot Camp or all these things? Jazzercise was a big thing. And they come in waves, obviously. This, the fitness crazes, wherever fucking strikes. Someone capitalized. Spin class, uh, soul cycles. Gotcha. Thing, you know? Jazzercise was a thing where it was like that, where you would get taught sort of a routine or whatever... And every class, you would be like, up, down, left, and kick. And you'd do it. But it was to music, and it was fun, and it got people moving around, and people wore, like, tights and, like, leg warmers. But I don't remember it being an actual national sport. I don't remember ever hearing about this being on TV. I mean, this I don't so- know, seems like something you, you would have known. How is this championship a championship? I don't know. So is far, it an endurance thing? all we've seen is... The people intro, they just come out and dance. It's the same song. People dance for four minutes, and they scream crystal light at you, and then it's done. <laughs> so, I, and the announcer says... America's aerobic champion, greatest American bro, aerobic I champion. Ahead and they do, Athletes. they do like testimonial interviews with not the people, but with their friends. So while they're dancing, and this is the funniest part, is it's like they're dancing and they don't take that off. But there's a little circle that comes on the screen, and it's just like that's my friend Billy. He's dancing. And I hope he wins this. He's doing great. It's like. Am I supposed to be watching them dance or listening to this guy talk about Billy? I mean, first guys, of all, Billy was the guys. Truth. We're five months, 21 days, four hours, seven minutes, and 10 seconds from the international aerobic competition of 2016. It returns to Las Vegas. Shut the front door. 
Get up. What do we go? Shut the front door. We have to go. But is it the song? I don't know. It's, it seems like they, they. No, I mean, we're, we're, this is interesting. Now it's. Does Crystal Light have It was established to do in 1984. Oh my God. What's that? What's that right there? That's the junior division oh, showcase. Goldman. Goldman lost. Uh oh. This oh, is the they, song. Look, they look like they've lost. They what if lost the song called? What if, if Mike starts off comes out? I'm a fucking loser. It's hosted no, by Kurt Cameron. Yeah. These kids are just getting <laughs> That'd ready to be fucking awesome. That'd be awesome. Ashley Johnson's got to get up in there. Oh, we should get her to host it. So what do we do with this information, Tim? <laughs> There's nothing exists. <laughs> just go swatch it. Just I have to imagine it. that there was choreographed dance sequences later that they got judged on. I have to imagine that's what the competition is. It's like groups go. Yeah. And. All right, here we have a. This compete, is the 1987 Crystal Light National Aerobic Championship team competition that's for set. the San Francisco Bay Club. That's set. This is good. This is good podcasting right here. Guys, is I love competing with them, and they're my best friends. See, told you. That's how I feel about you. <laughs> Sorry, the Ghostbusters didn't have enough of that for you. Of them saying we're best friends, so they could spell out every plot point for you, and they just go. Yeah, so it is choreographed dances, and they get judged on it. And I love it. They do the thing where they like stand like Egyptian style and each move their hands in different ways. Oh, they're doing that right now. They're slightly just <laughs> slapping each slap asses. asses there. Oh yeah, I saw some that were just getting nasty. Like it's dudes in the push-up position, but like kind of like a human centipede just going up and down. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> sneaking that shit in the network TV. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. you this right now. If I buy them for you guys. Can we please do an episode where we where we do a whole episode and just in, oh, yeah. the, in the aerobics gear? That's yeah, the best absolutely. way to go. All right. I'm talking like headband. Uh, oh, the headband leg, was the one I had a problem with. Leg Sorry. warmers and the full <laughs> Olympic unitard. Sure. Absolutely. From I'm totally down. I'll show you exactly what I got. Yeah. Oh, I know what you got. Kevin, remember friend. to put these in the, the uh, a video, uh, you know, the, in the video description. You put the link to this. Okay. You're doing that for me, Kev? Good. Thanks, Kev. If Kevin, Kevin doesn't do it, which he should, just we, look up American aerobics and literally any yeah. of the videos coming up. Yeah. But the, I watched the Keenan Peel video. Awesome. Is, it's based on these videos? It's the fucking funniest thing. It's fucking thing hilarious. They're, they're it really, great. It really is funny. It is so. It turns funny. into like an existential kind of it's thing. It's really fucked up. Yeah, you got to watch it. Okay. It's actually there's not. It's not very easy to describe. I mean, to describe without ruining it. So you got to watch it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week the Game Over Greggy Show comes to you. You threw me off. I know you like that. You fucking threw me off. Sorry. It's all right. The show is four. Sometimes five best friends gathering around this table. I hate you. You threw me <laughs> off again. If you like that, head to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can get every episode early by tossing us a few bucks and a whole bunch of other exclusive perks. But if you have no bucks to toss, head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where you can get the show broken up topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing for you on Fridays. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>